Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the 4th of July Festival in Southport, North Carolina, discussing the 1997 slasher film, I Know What You Did Last Summer. This film is directed by Jim Gillespie off a screenplay from Kevin Williamson, loosely based on the young adult novel by Lois Duncan. Infusing the plot with slasher elements as well as an urban legend, Williamson crafted his own original spin on the 1973 novel rather than writing a straightforward adaptation. While I Know What You Did Last Summer received mixed reviews from critics, it would go on to achieve box office success spawning a sequel in 1998. This film was suggested to us by friend of the show, Jimmy Comer. This film was also the winner of our July Patreon poll, so thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. If you'd like to help us decide an episode, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash thepodmortem. So, I know what you did last summer. What were your first impressions on the film? This was a big one for me uh, when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I loved this movie and the sequel with Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched the sequel more just because I liked Brandy. Right. But um, yeah, I loved this as a kid. It's still, honestly, I haven't seen it, I would say, in at least a decade. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I still had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I know that there are issues, and I think that we're going to have a lot of fun pointing it out, pointing Mm. them out, you know, like when we get to them. But Uh Like um, always, you mean? Right. (laughs) I think this might be an episode of Podmortem. Where we just, yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's by no means perfect. And because it's Kevin Williamson, you can't help but draw scream comparisons Mm -hmm. even though i know that he did write this one first i didn't know that yeah i found that out as well which was kind of surprising to me yeah well nobody wanted it until scream blew up and then they're like yeah hey kev remember that it makes me laugh because they approached him i read to write the script for this and they're like hey make it like an 80s slasher but they didn't know fucking he had scream inside of it (laughs) (laughs) just boiling to the surface so then (laughs) inside of it yeah after scream comes out they're like um can we rush this to production please (laughs) and it's literally the next year yeah that columbia i believe is the company that made this film yeah and the same year as uh scream 2 yeah Yeah. he was busy yeah I remember liking this movie a lot when I was younger Mm -hmm. and watching it for the show. I had a lot of fun again (laughs) and I loved it. It genuinely surprises me because this seems to me like a film that we would come to the table and you'd be like, it's all right. Well, I can see him saying it's stupid. Honestly, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, (laughs) but he was in the group chat. Like I'm having the best. I was like, is he watching the right movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was funny. surprised, yeah. Um, well, I hate to say that I prefer this cast over the cast of Scream. Wow. And, yeah, that's um, a lot. It is a good cast. It's a great I, cast. Yeah. It's a good cast, yeah. But I enjoyed this cast a lot more. <laughs> and the thing is, I feel like because it's a horror movie, uh-huh. it's not, oh, you're hiding and waiting for me, so I'm not going to go that way. Like Scream does. Fuck you. I want to watch a movie. Don't taunt me. I just want to. I I cannot stand for the Scream slander. I was going to say, not in this house. That was overly aggressive. Well. Um, (laughs) Nay's like, so check that tone. I I did not appreciate that. Um, I love that aspect of Scream, but it is interesting to see him do something that's a little more. No, the teens are still going to do these things. We're not just going to. We're just not going to talk about the fact that they're doing it. Yeah, because there are the tropes. 
Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's what we love and hate about horror movies. For sure. Uh-huh. So for this to just be a horror movie mm-hmm. and I don't have to sit there and be like, huh, that was quirky and fun or that was whatever. I don't give a shit what you're well, saying. Again, <laughs> we're getting to a place that's very hurtful. Well, it in. well okay. I like this movie. Okay. Uh, I like, I, I did. You're like being a, very rude. <laughs> Scream isn't bad, but I prefer this over Scream. And that's fair. I respect your opinion. And, and when your sister was like, well, this was written before Scream, I was like, so then I can't yeah. be, you know what I mean? It can't be too bad. It was the same guy. But yeah, one, it is the same guy. One thing I will say is that a lot of people consider tropes to be predictable, but I like the more positive spin on calling them familiar. Right. Yeah. Like you go back to a movie like this, you know what you're going to get and you're not mad when you get it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But no, along with Nay, this was definitely a childhood staple for us. Mm-hmm. I had to bring it up again, not on the level of Scream. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Scream but, for life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it was one that we watched a ton and it yeah. does, it holds up in a lot of ways. It does. I, I will say, and maybe this is me being a little nitpicky, uh-huh. but watching it, watching oh, it God. for the show, I never realized <laughs> how kind of convoluted the, the story is. Oh, no. Yeah. It is. <laughs> no, it's, it gets and, bad. And we will definitely <laughs> chat about that. I'm like, okay, I see. Wait, Wait a minute. What? <laughs> like, it was very funny to me because I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like y'all are doing the most. And it does carry that um, whodunit. Along which I love. with Scream, yeah. which is a ton of fun. We love a whodunit. Um, I do. I want to point out, this has one of my favorite chase scenes in maybe any horror movie ever. Yes, I oh, know exactly, yeah? I know exactly like, what you're talking right. about. And we'll talk about it when we get to it. But every time I watch it, I'm like, this is great. Like, not even just good. And I read Roger Ebert included this on his list of worst films ever made. Oh, I don't know well, about that. He was kind that. of a dick, though. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, speak ill of the dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's a Norm MacDonald joke, but I <laughs> couldn't resist using it. But um, my bad. One thing I do want to point out is that there is not at all a slasher element in the novel, period. Okay. See, I'm I'm the book one, right. I think, of the group. I didn't even know this fucking was a book mm-hmm. until I was working on, you know, preparing for right. this episode. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's no slasher element whatsoever. It's a... Uh, like this teen almost like morality play mm-hmm. yeah. of the main thing that happens in the film happens. In, and I didn't read it. This is just right. what I've yeah, I know, read like a plot synopsis. Right. Uh, the main thing happens and it's kind of like them finding forgiveness and like, like uh, the <laughs> Julie's mom has ESP from what I oh, read. Wow. And like, yeah. it's, it's got nothing. It, it's <laughs> We got the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really <laughs> we, and we've got, we've got the names. <laughs> yeah, okay. The names are the same. Yeah. But Kevin Williamson really kind of did his own thing with yeah. this. And I read that the author, I can't remember her name, but she did not appreciate it from what I yeah, read. Yeah, she was very pissed off. I did read, and I hate to bring down the party, but one of the reasons that she did hate it is this book came out in 73. In 1989, her daughter was actually killed. Oh, God. And so whenever they decided to make this film, she was expecting to see, like, in her consideration, her like magnum opus brought to the screen. And then when she sees nothing but basically, you know, a, a teen slasher. slasher film, yeah. she's like basically egad mm. and very mad. But why didn't you? I don't I don't know. I just don't know why they based it off of that. I like, don't know. either. Yeah. You could have just called this July 4th or yeah. fucking something. I <laughs> well, don't know. At least I don't know if there's ever been credited as saying now this is loosely based. Yeah. On- <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, before we swerve directly into this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's dispose of the evidence. So the film opens with Typo Negative's cover of Summer Breeze. Yes. I don't know if you have some mocking tones right no, now. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, because I, I was like, oh, that's Typo Negative. It I was, was very excited. Very surprising to me because it sounded exactly like you would expect Typo Negative's yes. <laughs> <laughs> cover of Summer Breeze to sound. It was like dead on if you imagined it. But we hear that song and we sweep over waves crashing onto a beach and we see the title fade in. I know what you did last summer. It's like, we're in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. They start right off. Now, I do want to say that this fluid shot is beautiful. Yeah. It really is. No, yeah. That that was my first note. I was yeah. like, this looks great. I was surprised at how good the cinematography is. Yeah. It really is because I, like I said, it had been so long since I've seen this. And like in my mind, I'm going back to it expecting a cheese fest. Yeah. And there was a fair amount of cheese, but uh-huh. moments like this, I'm like, oh no, this is like, like y'all really did this for real. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like this felt like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. I, was, like, I did jump. too. I was like, fuck, this is going to be cheesy as fuck. And then watching it, I was like, this is, I was like, this is great. This is a movie movie. <laughs> yes. I do want to point something out because I did see in an interview, it was like a little featurette of the film. The director had said numerous times, he was like, I just love that this is so much more than just a teen slasher movie. I was like, what's wrong with teen slasher movies? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very odd because he made a good one. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like that's a very common attitude, though. Is it like the whole elevated horror conversation? It's like... Which is not fair. No. I mean, who doesn't love a good slasher? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And horror's already at the top. You can't elevate it. Yeah. True that. It's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) But I did want to point out that this film is set in North Carolina and most of it was shot there. Hmm. But a lot of these opening shots were filmed in California. Okay. I guess the producer said that what they had in mind in North Carolina wasn't dramatic looking enough. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can only find this yeah. in California. <laughs> but the camera circles around a winding road overlooking the beach as the music fades out and a tense score takes over. At the cliff's edge, we see a man seated and holding a necklace that appears to have the words, I love you, inscribed into it. He spins the necklace with his finger and we hear it chime. That's not going to come up again later, I don't. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. Um, The way that this man is sitting. No. And he's drinking too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. You like couldn't pay me to sit there sober. Yeah. Oh, hell no. And I... um. The Jordy Verrill cosplay that he's yeah. got going on. <laughs> I just wanted to shout that out for a second. <laughs> He's, it's meteor shit chic <laughs> but he looks a little anxious after hearing a few noises around him but he goes back to staring at the jewelry and takes a swig of beer like you said which is the smartest move to take right oh, now yeah. dangling precariously mm-hmm. but he then sees fireworks bursting overhead and in a pretty cool transition we're taken directly to a town celebration overlooking those same fireworks it's the 47th annual 4th of July festival in the town of Southport, and we see crowds of people as well as the procession of a parade to the tune of Stars and Stripes Forever. So they're really doing this all yeah. <laughs> Inside an auditorium, though, we're treated to a beauty pageant to crown Croker Queen. Now, as I was writing the script for this film, I thought that the town was called Croker, mm-hmm. but it turns out Croker Queen is a thing. 
what it oh. is i don't know because i looked it up <laughs> I, like a frog it's queen. a frog yeah. princess yeah <laughs> <laughs> but a line of women walk onto the stage to the sound of applause and we zoom in on the smiling face of contestant number three who is helen shivers played by sarah michelle geller my queen and yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't won yet, but she's already won. <laughs> it's funny. I was like about the opening. I was like, man, I didn't remember the cinematography being good. Literally, the only thing I remembered about this film was that I was in love with Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> That's it. And also, what a busy year because she also did Scream 2 in 97. She did. And Buffy. Yeah. Damn. Stayed working. Yeah. But among the cheering crowd is Julie James, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ray Bronson, played by Freddie Prinze Jr., and Helen's boyfriend, Barry Cox, played by Ryan Felipe. So <laughs> I I like I melted in the cast. <laughs> I love the cast. Like I seeing it again, I was like, this is great. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, it just no, took me back. No arguments there for yeah. sure. It's funny because I this is Jennifer Love Hewitt's first lead role, mm-hmm. but this is really like a who's who of the 90s. Yeah. It is, and they didn't even know it yet. No. Also, I have to point out. Of course, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr. met on this film, and they're still together today, and uh, hey. you'll love to see it. I you'll just love, love them. You'll love to see it. A, a happy story, yeah. actually. We don't get those a lot. Not a lot. Not too often, no. <laughs> and they barely have any screen time together in this film. Yeah. Because it's Julie and Ray who are dating. Right. Helen's yeah. dating Barry, yeah. who is Ryan Felipe's character. But Julie remarks that Helen was born for this, but gets a little annoyed when Ray and Barry comment on Helen's boobs. Yeah. I was like, so are they, are they like friends yeah. or because... Why are you talking about my friend's tits? Well, first of all, he talk. Ray says it's so weird. He goes, I had no idea her breasts were so ample. I was like, who the fuck talks like that? (laughs) But he was trying to find the most respectful. Well, because it made me laugh because Barry is right there and you expect him to get mad. He's like, no, yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're great. But thankfully, Julie is not super annoyed and just kind of laughs it off and moves up next to the guys to get a closer look. She's like, let me see yeah. the judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. But the host of the pageant, played by J. Don Ferguson, asks Helen how she'll serve her community if she wins. He points the microphone in her direction, and rather than answer it there, she snatches the mic from him and heads to center stage. I love this moment so yeah. much. Already. And I'm like, she really was born for this. Yeah. That's what Julie said. And it's like, no, no for she, real. Yeah. But she says that she plans to move to New York City after the summer to pursue a career as a, quote, serious actress. And through her artistic expression, she'll serve her entire country. You'll love to see it. (laughs) It's fantastic. The crowd eats it up like barbecue. It is the 4th of July. (laughs) Ray hints that Julie wrote her answer for her, though, and Julie just smiles. She she doesn't say no. No. Either way, she performed it well. Yeah. <laughs> and literally two seconds later, the host rips open the envelope and crowns this year's Croker Queen, Miss Helen Shivers. Of course. Woo! I mean, who else? Yes. They didn't even see the rest of the people's answers. We don't yeah. care. They're like, we're done. You can yeah. go home. Shut up. Helen Shivers. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to say one thing. Huh? They're in one pieces. So it's like, <laughs> why don't they're because they're supposed to be young, right? Well, I would I, I think I mean, ish. Well, 18, 17, 18. Right. Yeah. OK. But either way, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have they weren't in two piece bikinis and they no. weren't dancing. Or, you know what I mean? They were just there in the pageant. You the know? town of Southport 
is a respectable. T- I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Well, I don't know you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of the times they go for the. Yeah. Especially in a teen slasher. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Um, what I found odd was that her friends are in the rafters instead of in the crowd. Well, they. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Maybe they didn't buy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> they, snuck they snuck in. in. It's like the attic, right? Yeah. They're like, they're like sting up there. <laughs> but the place erupts with no one more ecstatic than Barry. Helen receives her scepter and crown as well as a bouquet of roses. And Barry's like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> it made me laugh because the host looks at him like, you lucky son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> you? Yeah. That uh, crown looked legit, too. Yeah. Not like the one in Mean Girls that, you know, oh, looked like broke. plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like fucking nice. It wasn't a Burger King crown. It, w- or- <laughs> it wasn't. But later that night, after a fairly awkward musical interlude, we see Helen and Julie making their way through the crowd. Helen asks Julie how her hair is. And after commenting that it's hurricane proof, Helen extols the importance of a good do and says that when Julie becomes a hotshot lawyer, she shouldn't just focus on brains and ability. A lot of exposition. A little bit, yeah. It's like, because your career path. (laughs) We've already established mine. But on their way out, Helen bumps into her sister, Elsa, played by Bridget Wilson. Yes, this family's genes are unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) But Helen tells her sister that she won't be getting a ride with her and to tell their mom that she'll be home late. Elsa asks if she's going to get sautéed tonight, and Helen just shrugs it off. I'm like... What's with Kevin Williamson? Sydney was going to get filleted. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's going to get sauteed. Stop watching the Food Network while you're no writing your scripts. <laughs> Focus up, Kevin. Yeah, man. Jeez. But Julie, on the other hand, bumps into Max, played by David Healy himself, Johnny Galecki. Yeah. We love him. Love to see it. Love to see it. I completely forgot that he was in this. There's like four people in this movie that I completely forgot they yeah. were in this. Uh at the beginning, I saw Johnny Galecki and I was like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I've loved him since Roseanne. And this, I think 97 is when Roseanne ended. So you got Jackie and Scream 2. You right. got him here. Oh, nice. <laughs> like we got to start branching out. For sure. I just wanted to say um, very quickly before it's too far past, but her sister seems great. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like super nice. Oh, yeah. They were each other's best friends growing up, <laughs> clearly. But Max awkwardly tries to score a date with Julie before she leaves town for college. He even brings her a free drink. And after glancing to an onlooking Helen, Julie politely declines. This was weird to me. um, (laughs) She has a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's humiliating for him to be like, you should let me take you out before you go. And she turns to her friend like, can you fucking believe this dude? (laughs) Fucking joker. (laughs) Just say, oh, I don't think Ray would appreciate that. Or, oh, me and Ray are going to go do this. You can come by. Like there were a lot of ways she could have dealt with that instead of this fucking joker over here. And Helen's just watching on like, damn. (laughs) But the thing is, is that it isn't even established yet that Ray is her boyfriend. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, and it's established, we'll get to it in a second. It's established a little clunkily, (laughs) if that's a word. But Ray and Barry crash the party with Barry snatching the free drink and proposing a toast to their last summer of immature adolescent decadence before slamming the shot. Max watches smiling, which is honestly pretty cool of him. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, you fucking asshole. That's Julie's drink. (laughs) (laughs) But... For no reason, Barry just turns around, insults Max, and pushes him into some bikers. 
A pushing match breaks out between the two with Ray stepping in to break things up. Barry's like, hey, I was just looking after your girl like I promised. I was like, was this arranged? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, and we see it a little bit more in a, in a couple minutes, actually, but... I don't love Ray and Julie as a couple. Not at all. Like, I think as the movie goes on, I guess they're like, no, you guys like each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the motivation wasn't clearly established, but. Or it's a Kevin Williamson script and it got changed 50 times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during or production. That. Or that. <laughs> but the group decides to head out to Dawson's Beach. You heard me. Yes. With Julie saying a small goodbye to Max, who still looks very pissed. Understandably. And I know that Kevin Williamson created Dawson's Creek. Yeah. But didn't that come out? IMDb said 98. So was he like, this is, it's a preemptive Easter egg? Yeah. I think so. He's like, this is for y'all. You'll get it next year. <laughs> <laughs> He's creating the Kevin Williamson universe. <laughs> <laughs> but we then see the group's car speeding recklessly around the winding road we saw in the opening of the film. I, I want to point out that Barry is literally driving the middle of the road. Yeah. Yes. And I will admit that when I was a child, I thought that was where you were supposed to drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the line. I was like, right? you got to straddle the line. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Long story short, I did not understand traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but at Dawson's Beach, the group sits by a campfire and Ray tells that urban legend about the escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand. I was like, is this urban legend? Yeah. Yes. Like, we've already covered this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the funny thing is that re-watching the scene, I forgot that this was even a part of this me movie. Too. And it made me wonder, because we talked about dad pulling the wool over our eyes mm -hmm. on urban legend. I wonder if this was the one that we actually... It could have been. ...had that moment where we realized, we we're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> you weren't an escaped mental, you know. <laughs> but the group disagrees over the proper telling of the story. Is it scraping on the roof of the car? Is it blood dripping? Was the boyfriend decapitated? Julie's like, no, he was gutted with a hook. And everyone just kind of looks at her weird. It's like, God, chill. Yeah, really? yeah. trying to have fun. This is the last <laughs> night together, I thought. <laughs> but Ray's like, no, the boyfriend doesn't die. They get back home and they find the killer's bloody hook on the handle of the car door. He swears it's true, but the rest of the group disagrees. Julie says it's a cautionary tale to keep girls from having premarital sex. And Ray's like, um, actually, it's an urban legend. This is when I'm like, yeah. you don't even like her. No, like the yeah. way he talks to her right here. He's yeah. like, says something about her brain or her intelligence. Yeah. Or he's like, listen, bitch, he's like, I know the like <laughs> You was... may you may pretend to be smart. <laughs> yeah. You may have everyone else fooled, but <laughs> this is the hill that he's dying on yeah. i was like y'all don't even like each other no it's they i i'm not saying they don't have chemistry they don't have chemistry he's Thank probably you for like it for yeah. me. he's probably like but this blonde one over yeah. here i'm gonna marry I her for like real <laughs> <laughs> but ray says that all urban legends stem from an incident that actually happened the entire mood of the party is brought down but we then linger on a shot of ray who just smiles so two things here one the setting is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way the campfire hits them in the darkness. Yeah. That turned over boat. It's just perfect. That's, yeah. that's funny you say that because that was one of the things too. And I was like, man, that would be badass if that boat like that and sitting there next to the fire. Yeah. I was like, that looks fucking great. With the waves crashing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. This is a good send off. <laughs> But I do also want to point out that Kevin Williamson said that he added this urban legend as a way of saying, look, we know you're aware of this, but here's a new urban legend for you. Okay. 
It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I also read that Jamie Blanks sent in a reel to audition as the director of this film, but they chose Jim Gillespie instead. However, Neil Moritz, the producer of this movie, mm-hmm. he remembered Blanks's audition reel mm. and gave him the Urban Legends gig in 1998. Hey. They're so, like, we got something close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know you like that part a lot. <laughs> but a bit later, Helen walks the beach with a sparkler planning her future with Barry. She says she'll be wrapping up a two-year contract on Guiding Light while Barry will be playing in the NFL. After that, they'll elope and have children. But then she jokes that he'll head off to rehab after that, but that they'll live happily ever after. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that rehab is part of the plan. Yeah, Part of the plan. Yeah. Wow. She's like, you're going to need it. Yeah, you will be in a lot of pain and we'll rely on substance. No, it's rough. And they just make out. He's not like, hey, wait a minute. That, that wasn't the worst thing. Thing Worst thing he said he wanted to be quarterback for the Cowboys. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Sports. Yeah, well, Sports ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> But elsewhere on the beach, Julie and Ray discuss their future with Julie saying that she's going to miss him. He says that she could always ditch Boston and come to New York with him instead. And she says that she just hates that this whole thing is happening, that they have to separate at all. She says that she's afraid that he'll fall for someone else and they'll never see each other again. He reminds her of the success rate for high school sweethearts, saying it's higher than any type of relationship. But the source that he cites is his own heart. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I'm going to have to fact check it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is your source on this reliable? Yeah. <laughs> but now you like her? Like, it was very weird to me the way he was treating her five minutes ago. Well, now they're alone. And now he's trying yeah. to get it in. Well, get it in. Yeah. <laughs> But following that bit of cringe, we pan over to the waves crashing on the beach as the two of them, I guess, show each other the flesh. They do. And by Kevin Williamson's own rules, Julie's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I And I don't want to sound like, uh, like again, you know, whatever, but uh. I like that we don't get a him putting his hand under her shirt or uh-huh. them, I don't need no, to see like, all of that for 18 yeah, slasher it was, was it. surprisingly tasteful that's fine she takes yeah. off her little sweater uh-huh. they kiss that's it. and that's it they handled it like it was the 60s <laughs> well yeah was, but let's yeah. get to the killing yeah. I don't I don't need to see the fucking let's get to the killing <laughs> it's like don't confuse my brain yeah <laughs> I don't want to have to shift gears <laughs> But post flesh showing, they meet up with Helen and Barry, who are kissing on the hood of Barry's car. Helen tosses Ray the keys to Barry's car as he is far too sautéed to drive. (laughs) (laughs) They all get in the car and head home. Barry continues drinking in the back seat, and (laughs) nobody's buckled in, by the way. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's just uh, teenagers, I don't know. But Barry leans up to the front seat to tell Ray that he can't drive for shit. Julie calls him an alcoholic and Ray just smiles at her. So I was like, the rehab wasn't a no, joke. No, it wasn't no. a joke. <laughs> I thought it was an odd moment for them to be like, our friend has a disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs help, man. Yeah. <laughs> but annoyed with the sappy song on the radio, Barry switches to some loud 90s rock and then sticks his head out of the moonroof, pumps his fist and screams into the night. We see the car careening around the corner of that winding road with Barry still acting a fool. He then drops his bottle of liquor onto Ray. Ray takes his eyes right off the road to admonish Barry along with Julie, but Barry screams, watch out. Out of nowhere, the car collides with a body. 
the speed of which sends the body up and over the vehicle. Yama be there. Hitting <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> it, the body hits Barry in the face. The car skids, completely turning around to face the way it came. Helen asks if everybody's okay, and Barry slinks back into the car with a groan. His face is covered in blood, and he reassures everyone, telling them that the blood is not his. As if that's even... Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> this looked really fun up until the crash. <laughs> <laughs> what, screaming into the night? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You had a couple of drinks, you know uh-huh. what I mean? You're, I think you had more than a know, couple. Well, I'm not saying He's you get that nice. sauced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that sauteed. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? You're just kind of letting the wind hit you. You're just kind of, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah, it was fun up until then. Up until yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> But Ray is convinced that it must have been a dog. Barry, now completely sobered up, rushes out to check out the damage to his car. And he blames Ray. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, Ray was driving fine until you were doing your, I'm king of the world shit on the fucking sunroof. (laughs) That was you. Yeah, it was. Dropping fucking bottle. You could have cracked his head open. No, yeah, that was. And then he would have just swerved into the water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now Now you're all dead. In all fairness, Barry doesn't strike me as the guy who takes responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) So I think he's just. I'm expecting too much. Yes. One thing I did want to point out is that according to movielocations.com, this whole section was shot, including the beach scene around Bodega Bay. Which, as we learned in our episode for The Fog, because some of the scenes were shot there as well, hmm. this is where Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds was shot. Hey! Nice. So, pretty cool. But they all get out of the car, and the front end is fucked. Julie says a dog couldn't have done that, which makes me laugh. I was like, what? We haven't even <laughs> said the size of the dog. She's like, I hit dogs all the time. Yeah, I, hit, <laughs> I even hit a wolf the other day, and it, my it car's still fine. still didn't look like this. <laughs> but Barry says that a deer could have done it. He then shouts to Ray, saying his dad is going to be furious. Helen breaks it up, but Julie asks where the deer is if that's what they hit. They guess that it could have ran off, but then Julie sees something. She rushes over to the side of the road and finds a blood-covered boot. I know I say this a lot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would throw up. There's, <laughs> well, there's, yeah. there's, there's, <laughs> everything is throwing up. There's no other, there's no other reaction. I, what do you do? I mean, I, you know I, what that I'd means. I'd be very worried. You know what that means. It means someone left a bloody boot out here. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's right. go Man. home. Right. The power left of denial. Boot. That's crazy. That sucks. Let's go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but now, obviously, the mood is thoroughly butchered. So the group snags flashlights to search for the body. A short walk from the car, Ray discovers the body of a man, which causes Julie to scream. It's a good scream. It's not a bad scream. It's a good one. I will say that later she screams way too fucking much. Though. I yeah. think I will say nine. Okay. 50% of her character is screaming. <laughs> and then 50% yeah. is running. <laughs> well, well, let's, this bitch let's, is flying let's, for half the movie. Let's chop it up because I think 30% is running and 20 <laughs> is looking sad. <laughs> but they force Barry to check the man's pulse and this man is no longer with us. Although I will say you're supposed to check the pulse for five to 10 seconds and he checked it for maybe two. He's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But Helen asks who the man is, but they can't tell because of extensive facial injuries. Or as Ray says, his face is all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Julie says they need to call the police and an ambulance, but Barry immediately puts the kibosh on that. Julie says it was an accident. This motherfucker was night walking in the center yeah. of the road. And that's where you drive. Yeah. In right the in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> if I learn anything from childhood. But 
Ray says that despite the fact that he's sober, there's liquor all over Barry's car. And since Barry is trashed, they'll assume he was driving. I mean, he did spill alcohol yeah. all over the fucking car. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. I'm not saying don't call the police. No, I'm yeah. just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know how that looks. Oh, it looks bad. But at the same time, I feel like they're a little hasty. It could be explained away. Well, well, they can't prove who was driving for sure. I mean, but if you have three yeah. witnesses. Yeah. No, I'm saying the police can't be like, oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it was you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But Helen says they should just tell the truth. Ray says it's manslaughter and they're fucked no matter who takes the blame. Barry suggests they just leave and clean up the car elsewhere. But Julie comes with the good line. If there's some of him on the car, there's some of the car on him. Yeah. Checks out. Yeah, it's yeah. logical. She says they'll trace it back to Barry and charge him anyway. That's when Barry suggests that they just dump the body in the water. By the time they find him, there'll be no evidence left. Ray's like, if they find him at all. Yeah. And he's like, bodies get carried out to sea. But Julie looks at him like, do I even know you? (laughs) Who the fuck are you? I just showed you the flesh. Yeah. (laughs) Ray says that he doesn't have connections like Julie does to get her out of trouble. So he's legitimately scared now. I do like this kind of character distinction. Yeah, yeah y'all are all rich and I, yeah. your parents can help you. Yeah. I, I don't have that. There are two legal systems. There are. Barry hits home that this could ruin Julie's college plans and they stand in silence thinking it over, but they hear the sound of a truck rounding the corner. Why would it ruin Julie's college plans, though? He's trying to scare her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty <laughs> fucked up. I was just sitting in the car. Yeah. I'm not drunk. I wasn't driving. It's just a bad thing that I saw. <laughs> yeah. I just happened to be there. Yeah. I'm going to have to testify at your court yeah. proceeding. Now, you, your college plans are <laughs> fucked, but I'm fine. I'll be fine. But Ray and Barry just snap into action, carrying the body over to the guardrail. The truck pulls over and we see that it's Max driving. Julie heads over to distract him with a bullshit story, saying that they pulled over because Barry had too much to drink, which honestly, I mean, it's not that bullshit. Yeah. No. You're just leaving out a very important detail. (laughs) (laughs) We do hear him puking, and I don't know if they had some like Jedi mind meld shit or if the body was grosser or something. I felt like it was definitely for show. Oh, okay. They were probably like, just pretend I'm drunk. And then he runs off. But Max also notices that the car is fucked up and says Barry's dad is going to be pissed. Ray walks over with a smile plastered on his face, asking if there's anything he can do for Max. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Dude, I don't know. (laughs) That made me laugh so hard. Like, the situation y'all are in right now, like, I understand that that's your girlfriend. Yeah. She's the one to go over there and act like everything's yeah. cool and get him to drive away you don't need to go over there all sweaty yeah. and out of breath like what's going on bro yeah. <laughs> and, and the smile you're very suspicious dude. Yeah. So suspicious. Um, I'm sorry the last time I saw you my best friend was kicking your ass so but it's so weird it made me laugh because I don't know why but Max is a badass now he is because yeah. Ray says you know what can I do for you and Max is like why don't you wipe that my shit doesn't stink grin off your face and Ray's like you got it boss yeah <laughs> He's just affable as fuck, and it's so funny, dude. Well, I'm sure he's like, don't get out of the truck. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah don't do anything to make him mad. What else could I do for you, sir? But he's like, what's next? But Max also makes a crack about how Ray almost has his rich boy act down, and so you wonder their history together. Ooh, yeah. that is some subtext I did not pick up on. I was too busy laughing at, at how. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Frown City, got it. <laughs> But Max bids farewell to Julie and drives off. He's bold, man. Oh, yeah. 
right in front. Yeah, <laughs> he's bold as fuck. But we then see the group's car driving near the edge of the docks and parking. They open the trunk and we see that the man's body is inside. It's a pretty cool pullback shot from the trunk to reveal the whole group out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the camera work in this movie. It's good. Yeah. But they carry the body across the dock, reassuring themselves that the body could be disposed of by marine life and they might not even have to worry about it. Yeah. But they put the body down and survey it. Julie notices a hook tattoo on his arm and she asks if they should check his wallet to find out who he is. The group disagrees at first, with Barry saying they should all pretend that he's some escaped lunatic with a hook for a hand and they're doing everyone a favor. I was like, remember the urban legend guy? Yeah. <laughs> remember we were friends? Yeah, like <laughs> back before everyone was blaming me for shit. <laughs> but Barry then asks Ray to help him dump the body, but Ray says he doesn't think he can, but he only says it after Julie grabs his arm. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think he's allowed to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, again, we're not allowed. <laughs> But Julie tells him it's not too late to call the police. And Barry shouts at her. He's like, you, shut up. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. And Ray just. I was going to yeah, say, Ray's like, nah, just Julie, there. just shut up. He's, he's, <laughs> he's stuck in affable mode. He's like, you got it, boss. <laughs> Max broke I, him. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be scared. You know, I guess. But, but he's like way bigger than, <laughs> than I, Barry. Uh, I don't He's like, I'll fucking throw you well, in, in Dawson's Creek if you don't <laughs> shut the fuck up to my girlfriend. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. you know what I mean? It, they've been through a lot tonight. They're not making sense. Well, later, I think I we kind of figure out why. But True. But Helen ends the bickering by offering to help. She leans down, but the man lurches up, grabbing her by the hair. Barry pushes him in the, <laughs> into the water <laughs> and Helen screams, my crown, he's got my crown. And yeah. Barry goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And then we get this hilarious shot of the man holding the crown as he sinks yeah. into the dark water. It is, I died laughing. Well, now I'm like, you really killed him. Yes. Yeah. Like you still pushed him in the water. He's alive. Uh-huh. But why did he sink? Not did they put look. like cement on his feet? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the crown. It's a yeah. very heavy <laughs> It was a legit crown. I told you. That's how they find out. <laughs> but Barry dives into the water and finds the man floating motionless. I don't know how he's doing this either. <laughs> I wrote that too. Is he fucking caught so in some seaweed? Or? <laughs> but he swims over to retrieve the crown and the man has a death grip on it. The man's eyes open and Barry screams underwater. Again, hilarious. <laughs> it was scary. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I I've been underwater in my life. I don't know that I could tell if someone's eyes are open or closed. <laughs> that dramatic moment. Maybe he heard the music cue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. It's like oh shit. But he wrestles the crown away from the man and surfaces above the water. Ray pulls him back onto the dock. Soaking wet, he gives the crown back to Helen, and the group walks back to the car. He gives it back to her mean. He like does. It was her fault. Like, here's your fucking crown. Yeah. It's like, you spilled yeah. the liquor. I don't mean to point fingers. If you weren't drinking all the time. Rehab. We, pro- yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, we probably wouldn't be here. Exactly. But on the way, Barry tells him under no circumstances are they to speak about this again. Helen reluctantly agrees and Barry tells him that they need to make a pact to take this to their graves. Ray agrees and Julie nods. This infuriates Barry, who's like, say the goddamn words. <laughs> <laughs> She's finally like, okay, but this still isn't enough. 
He grabs her by the throat and forces her onto the hood of the car, telling her to say it. <laughs> Ray's like, whatever you say, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got I'm it. I'm like, wow, dude, for real. He's like, sweetheart, <laughs> say the words. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But she calmly is like, we'll take this to our graves. Ray, Ray finally wakes up from his stasis and promises her that it'll be okay. And she looks at him like, dude... Please. Yeah, all the I'm never talking to any of you again. No. Except Helen. That's all I learned. Helen can kick it. But yeah. you two dudes They're no. Can kick rocks. Yeah. I get the being scared or I whatever. <laughs> this man's choking your girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> like you're just standing there like, wow, I should be doing yeah. something. He's like, oh my God. I'm glad I agree. Yeah. <laughs> sure glad he's not choking yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> That could be rough right, right now. So that's what would happen if I just said no. <laughs> shit, I'm glad. Glad I hopped on that yeah. shit. <laughs> He's like, Max, can I defend her? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> oh my god! But the group gets back into the car and speeds away. We get one final shot over the dock, where on the ground we see that necklace that had "I love you" inscribed in it. So it was Jordy Verrill. Yes. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I was like, oh yeah, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> He tried to sell that at the Department of Necklaces. (laughs) (laughs) But in the next scene, we get text on screen that reads, one year later. We see that we're on the grounds of a college campus just before heading inside a dorm room, sweeping across a packed bag sitting on a bed. We then see Julie sitting at her computer, typing away when her roommate Deb, played by Razul Jahan, steps into the doorframe telling her it's time to go. She turns around and the camera presses in on Julie as if we didn't know who it was. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh. She yeah. looks a little rough. I mean, yeah. as rough but as Jennifer Love Hewitt can say, look. It's kind of yeah. hard. They're, she's still gorgeous. They're but trying she's... to rough up a 20 year old. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how the fuck? You can't do it. But you know she's guilty because she's got that Jody Arias haircut. Hey, which, calm which down. Was at her trial. <laughs> Hey, the wispy bangs. The, it, I the just, just want to point it. out. No, <laughs> stop it. We take murdering Travis's very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. But Deb tells her to get a move on, and Julie is reluctant, but she's eventually coaxed. I do want to point out: ninety-nine percent of the lines here were Deb calling Julie white, white and ugly. Yeah. Well- <laughs> I appreciated that because it's like sometimes they just don't like somebody will be like, oh, you look bad. And that's it. At least it's like, oh, you look like shit. I Now, I appreciate you know? that no, part. No, she does yeah. call, call her white. About but, yeah. yeah. It's like, by the way, you're pale. It's yeah. like, you know, like you can write black characters that aren't just pointing out people's whiteness every five I seconds. Mean, oh, yeah. You could actually you could write or more just than write, one as well. Yeah, but, true, you too. know. That is we true. got brandy in part two. I guess yeah, they try to make wait. up. I don't know. It's the 1990s. I guess we have to take you take the good. You take the bad. I guess. Oh, and Sydney's roommate in Scream Two yeah. was black. Uh huh. So Holly, I believe her name was. Yeah, it's the black roommate year. I guess they're doing the most. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying. They're like, look, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but we see Deb's car rounding a curve road before parking in front of a house. I believe this might have been the road where they hit the man. It looked like mm-hmm. it. But it was daylight, so it seemed a lot more peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Julie gets her bags out before saying goodbye to Deb, who reminds her to have fun and get some sun because she is white, if you recall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. Nah. Julie's mother, played by Deborah Hobart, comes out of the house to greet her daughter, and they share a very stilted hug. Yes. 
Later that night, Julie picks at her dinner. Looked pretty good. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, she's not eating. Her mom's like, you know, I made some cod or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, if I can eat it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, I will. But her mom attempts small talk and Julie just sits there looking despondent until her mom's like, are you on drugs? Yeah. Julie says, <laughs> you know, no drugs. So her mom asks what's wrong because <laughs> she looks like death. Yeah. Is what you want to hear. Right. Thanks, mom. Um, so I'm like, has she been like this for the entire year straight? Yeah. I personally really like this thing that they're doing. I mm-hmm. think. OK, this is how I know I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Huh. Uh, one time, <laughs> John Paul's friend, I guess mine too. I, we've worked with him for, you know, over a decade at this point. Uh-huh. I was coming into work and I scratched his car with our car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first I was like, I'll just park somewhere else. Like his <laughs> car was really, you know, bad. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'll just park somewhere else. Nobody will know. But I didn't. And I was like, you need to go inside and tell him what you just did. So I walk inside and everyone's like, Renee, good morning. And I was like, Whoa. I had, I literally went to the bathroom. I had to put cold water on my face. Nay. I went and told Donald I cried. Dude, First of I all, couldn't. no wonder your car. reaction is to puke all the time. Because <laughs> that's I real. I didn't actually vomit, uh-huh. but I almost did. But like, I get went, yourself together. I was like, I'm so sorry. He doesn't know a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad bad it no. was a scratch but it's like oh my car's fucked we know yeah. yeah um i felt fucking awful and just the thought of going in there and acting cool it was impossible <laughs> so yeah this i guess would be me i'd be the the julie of the group which wait i so, would I'll, no i wouldn't no. but i would be eaten up by guilt so she'd be like are you on drugs and you'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Why are you throwing up every yeah. day? Good Lord. Every time I talk to you, I'm just going to stop talking to you. But Julie just replies that she had a rough year before heading into an adjacent room. While surveying family photos as well as awards and certificates, her mom walks in saying that a letter came in the mail for Julie and leaves it on a nearby table. Through conversation, we also learn that Julie's grades are slipping and that according to the dean, she's got one more chance and then she's out on her ass. She's like, Mom, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it sounds worse than it is. Can you it's get like, off my ass? It's like manslaughter. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this is why I thought they were young, right? Yeah. She's, when it, I was like, well, I figured they're going right from high school to, to college. college. Yeah. yeah. So I figured, I mean, I would guess they're all either 18 or 19, right? Right. At Something this point, like yeah. That. Yeah. And... I think they're close to that because I know Sarah Michelle Geller was, I believe, 20 years old filming Yeah, they this. were all actually oh. very young. So that's good. Yeah. They didn't have like a 35-year-old yeah, yeah. right, fucking once. playing 12 or whatever. <laughs> but her mom is like, what happened to you? You don't call. You don't visit. Your father must be turning over in his grave. And Don't bring dad in. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And very heavy-handed. And it yeah. bothers me a lot because they don't even pursue it's this yeah <laughs> it's not something and there's one scene i did read that they brought it up in the book and i'll bring it up at that point where it would have been smart well i don't know but i was after i read that about her mom i was just waiting on her to have a like that so raven moment and it just <laughs> <never happened. laughs> you just go into her eye and they're like you killed a man <laughs> but her mom storms out and julie focuses on that letter sitting on the table We get a shot of it and we see it has no return address. She opens it up and unfolds the paper inside. It reads simply and in all caps, I know what you did last summer. 
tears streaming down her face. She calls out to her mom asking who sent it. Her mom's like, no idea. What does it say? She's like, nothing, and runs upstairs. I, I can't. I would be like, Ariana, you get your fucking ass back down Whoa. here and show that to me right now. She's just like, that girl's a mystery. Yeah. Like, I don't, are you fucking kidding me? You don't call. I made you fish. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, she was clearly crying. Yeah. I mean, she looked right at her. Nothing. She runs upstairs. And she's probably fine. Yeah. She's going to throw up. You wonder why she doesn't call. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but that night, Julie stays staring at the letter. Looking outside her window as the wind blows, a bit of paranoia kind of settling in. Mm -hmm. We also hear a chime that sounds very similar to that I love you necklace. I don't know if you caught that. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's nothing. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) But that morning, Julie heads to the Shivers department store, I guess, they own, to visit Elsa. The sign is grammatically incorrect. Thank you. Okay, I, was like, no. I don't mean to be that I guy. Have a, I have a long note right here. I was like, her name is just Shiver? Yeah. It's not Shiver. It's, it's not. Shivers. I said, sidebar, as a copy editor, their sign is wrong. <laughs> it says Shivers when it should say Shiverses. Yeah. It's a small detail that only an asshole like me would notice. And apparently I'm an I asshole I guess, too. yeah, we're both, we can be assholes together. It bugged me. Nobody on set noticed that? They're I, uh, like, the shivers are, they didn't go to school. No. <laughs> There's honest, no excuse. I honestly didn't even look at the sign. No. <laughs> I was just watching. Was like, He's like, where is she? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they had a Dillard's. Yeah. yeah. She go back to school? What? <laughs> <laughs> but the welcome is anything but warm with Julie asking Elsa for Helen's number so she can reach her in New York. And a bit of schadenfreude, Elsa's like, oh, a New York number? Yeah, she doesn't have a New York number. And tells her that if she wants to get in touch with Helen, all she has to do is walk over to the women's fragrance counter. Yeah, the frog queen didn't hop yeah. very far. <laughs> Her sister's a bitch. Yeah. It's fucked up. She's fucking awful. I feel like the, uh, the more I watch this film, I was like, man, I would never... We would never treat each other <laughs> no. like that, dude. Oh, it's so mean. Like, it's unbelievable. Oh, that fucking failure? Yeah, yeah he's right over here. <laughs> but we see Helen clumsily setting perfumes on the counter, and she turns around, pretty overjoyed to see Julie. Julie glumly walks over to her, asking what happened in New York. It's like, damn, dude, salt in the rude. wound. Yeah, rude. Yeah, obviously it didn't work out, dude. Otherwise, I wouldn't be at my <laughs> family's fucking apartment <laughs> store. That's why I'm back. Yeah. Oh, I'm just here for the weekend. No. <laughs> But Helen says that she did go. It just didn't work out. That's when Julie shows her the letter saying that somebody knows what they did. Helen says they were careful, but Julie says someone else very easily could have been there. Were y'all that careful? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know that they were that careful. Max saw you. You're screaming in the middle of the street. You're getting choked up against cars. Your boyfriend not helping you. (laughs) Your boyfriend's overly compliant. (laughs) Nothing was smooth about that night. But the whole time, Elsa watches on looking suspicious as fuck. (laughs) Well, they're like, we killed a man. She's like, "Mm, what was that? She did what? Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, are we setting up several red herrings? Right. Because in my mind. It's Kevin Williamson. Yeah. yeah, We kind of have to. I'm going to say yes. But Helen asks if Barry has seen the note. In the next scene, we see the girls approaching a massive house. As it turns out, Julie and Barry go to the same school, but haven't seen each other on campus. It's also implied that Helen and Barry have broken up since last year, which, good on you, sis. Good. Yes. (laughs) And I do want to point out right now, at this point in the film, early on, not only is Helen a more well-rounded character, she's also the most interesting and most sympathetic character in the entire film. You better preach. I read that she auditioned for Julie. 
Right. And they made her Helen. But then I would have been like, well, then Helen's, Exa- you know, yeah. Helen's the yeah. lead thing. It's, you know a, what I mean? it's about Helen. We'll do a scene in New York and uh-huh. then we're coming right. back. Like, no, dude, I'm sorry. Julie James, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, she's great. Uh-huh. The character does nothing for me. Dude, I could not. I don't know that I've been less bored with the final girl. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> Urban Legend. Yes. That's the only the That's only it. bigger offender I can think of. What are you doing, Neil Moritz? What are you Every doing? Every film you produce. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just know of these two. But no, I was like, you done goofed, Kevin Williamson. I also don't know what context I meant this in, but after they get to Barry's house, my first note was, okay, Helen looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You could just put that on every scene if you want. <laughs> sure. But Barry appears on the balcony asking them what they're doing here. He very reluctantly heads down to meet them, though. Did he need to wear the glasses? No. <laughs> no, he I did not. I don't think Barry really needs to do anything no. that no. he does. We could be done with him, actually. That'd be fine. <laughs> but once down there, he says, this is nothing. I know what you did last summer. What a crock of shit. Which is very ballsy to put in your movie. Because yeah. literally that could be a film review if somebody hates it. <laughs> it <could> oh. be. <laughs> be careful. But we also see Mrs. Cox played by Mary McMillan inside the house in the background. She's on the phone. And I don't know why that's so funny to me. She's yeah. on the phone and the door is open. Yep. I would be like, why are you out yeah. here yelling at these women? She And she's within <laughs> earshot. Yes. So anything they say, we killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was something too. Because he's screaming. He's screaming. Yeah, he's he screaming is. I was at like, them. there's no way his mom didn't hear any of she's that. She's like, no. oh, Barry. Or even yeah. if she, she would have at least heard him screaming. Uh-huh. Been like, what the f- shut up yeah you know these I mean? moms, i'm on the phone yeah. these moms are like ray level <laughs> oh well like, i guess he's you didn't going. hear anything mom you got it boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> barry continues telling them both that they look like shit Helen does not. I've, I've, yeah. Maybe well, that's, that's the what note. It is. I've yeah. You're defending her. Okay, but Helen looks fantastic, so. No, uh, that's funny because if this is where you meant it, that's I think what it I is. wrote. Yeah. I, I wrote down, I said, I love the fact that they're completely opposite. Yes. yes. Julie is just casual, whatever. And then Helen is like, queen. look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, all right. No, I, it's it's fitting. Like, you look like shit. They're starting to fit into <laughs> their tropes as well. Yeah. And so I understand now because I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I see the story now, how you're saying it. Yeah. It, it leans more towards her. Yeah. Because we do kind of get a little more about her. And not only that, but as it continues, we sp- I feel like we spend more time with her. Yeah. Too. <laughs> well, see, you had told me you were like, she's not in the movie that much. And then I was like, wait, what? And I watched it. I think that was before you had Because he was it. like, oh, I thought Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, I was, oh. ta- I was talking about Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, I thought you were talking about, because he was like, I was in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt when I was a kid. I was like, well, you don't give her much. <laughs> For her being the lead of the fucking yeah. movie, you don't give very no, much of yeah. her. And he already changed enough from the fucking novel. Why don't you just... Yeah. yeah. We want Helen. Yeah. Helen we Shivers. Want Helen. Justice for Helen Shivers. Yes. Get that hashtag trending. But Julie says that they can't ignore it anymore. And Barry says that he doesn't see a correlation. He's like, you did a lot of things last summer. <laughs> Ellie committed one felony, though. Yeah. And that's that's what she says. She <laughs> I mean, said, um, only one murder comes to yeah. mind. And but, his mom's like, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, <laughs> no. It, it does make me laugh because after she says that, he looks at her like, what are you doing, yeah. dude? And I then know. looks back at his mother. She's like, okay, she's still on the phone. It's chill. Everything's pizza. Don't worry. Like, dude, you've been screaming the whole <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, but that's the one that's going to get you. Uh, 
But Barry says that they didn't murder anyone. They start arguing over the details of the incident, and then Julie spills it. The man's name was David Egan. Three weeks after the incident, she read in the paper that his body was found tangled in fishing nets near the docks, and they ruled it an accidental drowning. So, I mean, case closed, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, roll credits. He's got to live with the guilt forever. Yeah. yeah. You will have ulcers, but <laughs> you will be vomiting. You won't a be lot. having them in prison, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> vomiting a lot. Barry asks about Ray, and Julie says that she hasn't seen him since last summer. She says they broke up, and last she heard, he was working up north. Barry's like, well, all right, even if someone was there, why would they send a letter a year later? And then it hits him. Max. Okay, I was a little annoyed that it took that long to get here. Yeah. Because they're like, someone could have seen us. Someone could. Yeah. You saw one other fucking dude that <laughs> You saw one person. I'm just sitting there with my popcorn. It's Max. <laughs> like, <laughs> every time they say it, I think it's, it's Max, guys. Max, Max, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think it was Max. I know you can't hear me, but it's, it's Max. <laughs> have y'all ever seen Roseanne? It's David. Yeah. It's David Healy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I call him. <laughs> so yeah, David. <laughs> But later, the three of them arrive at the docks where they find Max working. So this is where I was saying Max is working class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ray comes from a working class family. Right. What if he right. fucking ditched Max? To be with the like, cool kids. I've got rich, yeah. cool friends. Goodbye, poor Max. <laughs> <laughs> Not poor Max. I don't know. That's that, why uh, he's like, why don't you wipe that yeah. fucking grin? That yes, been, sir. That would have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been more compelling for sure. Yeah, right. because you don't really see... And it's even worse that this fucking dude that's pretending to be something he's not is dating the girl you're in love with. Oh, right. yeah. So Max has a lot of That gives him a lot inner more turmoil. Complexity, yeah. yeah. But instead, they just kind of... They don't really no. work with it. No. But Helen and Julie hang back while Barry approaches him. He asks if they can talk in private, so they walk off to a more secluded area. Max, I don't know why, I guess maybe he was trying to send a reel into The Sopranos, but he's like, this isn't quiet enough for you. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you in this North Carolina? <laughs> I'm not saying everyone has to sound like Rhett and Link, but... <laughs> Come on. Max is like, my dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Va fungo. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to finish my gabagool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the second they're alone, Barry slams Max up against a block of ice and just spills all the beans. Yeah. I mean, that's one approach. <laughs> to tell everything. Yeah, so much for keeping your cards yeah. close to your chest. And why would helen and julie allow him to we well this isn't your dude no and they don't know what's happening i feel like i don't know i think they should be more involved in this oh yeah and especially i'm sorry but it wakes it makes way more sense for julie to talk to max instead 100 oh yeah like this is just very bad but yeah he's like we got your fucking letter and he's like i know you saw us that night yeah (laughs) i was like dude be cool dude but then he reel it in (laughs) But then he grabs a hook and tells them that he has no problem killing him and that he needs to leave it alone. Max is totally clueless, but Barry asks him if he understands and then throws him to the ground, sinking the hook into another block of ice on his way out. Max snags the hook and screams to Barry, telling him not to test him and says that he'll call the cops on Barry's college quarterback ass. Which is a good line, but yeah. I know that... <laughs> it made me think of the line in Scream. We just called the cops on your sorry motherfucking ass. <laughs> I love I, Nev Campbell, but that was a very was, funny delivery. Um, I know that 
they went to a quote unquote secluded area, yeah. but it was literally just around the corner. Right. Yeah. And nobody's There's like, other dock workers like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, I'm on the They're clock, as are you. <laughs> <laughs> They're just stepping over Max on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry meets the girls outside and tells them that Max won't bother them anymore and says he took care of it. He says he scared the shit out of them, but they then bump into Ray, who is stepping off of a boat. Barry's like, oh, so Ray grew up to be a fisherman, huh? And then he bails, wishing everyone a nice life. <laughs> if, you, if you're Ray, wouldn't fucking like, I, I learned this from Stephen King. I almost said your balls, wouldn't your balls shrink up? Because he always writes that when people get scared. Uh-huh. But wouldn't they, if you saw the three of them together? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you be like, what did, happened? Did y'all yeah. kill someone else, man? Like, <laughs> it's like, I have no part in that you one. Guys, yeah. You guys have no reason to be together. We all went our separate ways right. after what happened. Seeing those three together, yeah. I would throw up. Nay, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should see someone, man. <laughs> I do like the Zoolander hair that Ray oh, that is rocking. rocking. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is yeah. 90s everything. I do. I, I never even thought about what you said, though. But that's so true because they're not coming to invite him for coffee. No, he's yeah. just like, oh, hey, guys. We just everyone was in town. He's like, hey, what's up? And also, it's the girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a bunch of shit. It's a lot. And he's just very like, sup. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to play it cool. But Ray asks if he can speak to Julie and Helen, sensing their desire for privacy, bails back to work and tells Julie to call her. In the next scene, we see Julie following Ray around as he works, telling him about the letter. Ray assumes that Max was just screwing around, so he thinks it's Max as well. He asks her how school is going, and she's like, so you're a fisherman. I'm like, it's an honest day's work. Yeah. I know. Like, He's working. Bitch. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's so elitist. We can't elitist. all be the fucking president. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Again. This oh, is, you work with your hands? This is an mm. X in, again, the Julie column, where she's I'm becoming sa- less and less endearing to me. Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying. She's Should've lucky I like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's all that really has yeah. going. <laughs> she's, she's doing a lot of the heavy like, lifting. That's like, all. Oh, you whisper to ghosts? Wow. <laughs> In every role you yeah. play? <laughs> but Ray says that he's become his dad. But it's revealed that the only thing he knew about his dad was that he was a fisherman. So that's really all he's got. Ray admits that he's thought a lot about last summer and says he knows that she blames him for what happened. She says that she takes responsibility for her own actions and doesn't blame him, but she also doesn't want to know him either. And then she literally runs away. It's yeah. the run for me. It's great. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start doing that every time I'm in a conversation. <laughs> I don't want to be in anymore. Just 180 <laughs> top speed. She's very intense. Yes. Like the eyes. I was like, holy it's God, a damn. Lot. It's a yeah. lot. And in all fairness, I mean... I no, I can't even defend him. He did not do anything that night to help her. <laughs> no, I was gonna say he's not that bad of a guy, but he was yeah, no. kind of a he punked out. Right, sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> you've got it. <laughs> but we then see Max hard at work steaming lobsters or something. I don't know what's going on. Something. Yeah, but he sinks a hook into a block of ice and then gets back to steaming. After he accidentally burns his hand, he heads back to the other room, but we get a shot of that block of ice and see that the hook is missing. (gasps) 
Gasp. So the, the killer didn't come with this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm so glad you had one of these. <laughs> I was about to just beat the shit out of you, but <laughs> this will be so much easier. <laughs> well, how much money are you really making from killing people? That's true. You know, it's that not a full time job. This yeah. is my only gig. Right. You mean he works with his hands? Yeah. <laughs> they can't Ew. all be the president. <laughs> But now wearing gloves, Max continues the steaming, surrounded by, well, steam. Right. (laughs) In the steam, we see the silhouette of a fisherman wearing a black rain slicker moving through the haze. He brandishes the hook, and before Max can react, the fisherman sinks the hook under his chin. Mm. He's pulled across the lobster seaming situation, leaving a trail of blood. Oofta. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, maybe I'm crazy. But I did not remember this film being gruesome at all. No. But yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't remember Johnny Galecki being in it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, he lives, he dies. This is all new to me. But I, I genuinely, I thought it was like a PG-13 thing with, mm-hmm. like, casual swearing. Right. Yeah. But they, no, Beretta, no, Beretta yeah. did that shit. <laughs> I read that they actually did add this scene later because they realized they hadn't made the fisherman scary enough. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we need them to know that he is yeah. dangerous oh no he'll go the distance yeah like, we he's serious right? <laughs> the other thing they were also hesitant to have to have blood at all hmm. i guess the producers wanted it because they're like we're making a slasher film well yeah but again the director was like i don't know i don't think we should he's really hesitant well I, now that i'm thinking about it there are some kills that really it's not right it's not bloody at all but I feel like it should be. Yeah. He's using a hook. (laughs) (laughs) That cuts. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of this, but that night we see Barry visiting a gym near the docks, parking his fully repaired car in the parking lot. He works a gym bag before heading to the locker room for a shower. He then hears a noise, like a banging noise near his locker, but he still gets in the shower anyway. So sweet moves. We didn't need that. (laughs) No. Yeah, we could have just got a, a quick little workout look or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, so this must be why Ray was all, you know, sure thing. You know, was, <laughs> yeah. sorry, like, I don't want you this, to kick my ass. This he motherfucker's was. father, Karis. I'm not, I'm not yeah. about to, I don't want to catch those hands. <laughs> While in the shower, he sees shadows move across the wall and calls out to them, but gets no response. When he returns to his locker, he finds a Polaroid sticking out. He picks it up and sees that it's a picture of his car, and underneath, someone has written, I know. We then hear a chime, again, that sounds very similar to that necklace, Uh and Barry begins to roam the locker room in search of whoever left the picture. While in another aisle, he hears his locker open and returns to it to find that his jacket is missing. He heads out to see that the owner of the gym is just hanging out. Yeah. I was surprised to see a dude there. What's he supposed to do? He's like, is it just us here? He's like, yeah, man. (laughs) That's it. That's it. But we then hear Barry's car starting outside, and he runs out to see someone reversing hastily into the street. Barry chases after it, still assuming that it's Max. Just then, the headlights beam on, blinding him from seeing who's in the driver's seat. Anybody think of Christine? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Barry, like... You can't tell me that wasn't inspired. No, that's very fair. And honestly, there's another Carpenter reference coming up that is very, very clear. Mm -hmm. And it warms my heart. It warms my heart. (laughs) (laughs) But the car then speeds after him and a chase ensues. Barry attempted to zigzag, which I appreciate. 
<laughs> but there was somewhere he could have ran a he lot could've. of places. He really could have. I was going to say, I think the key word here is attempt. attempt. <laughs> <laughs> but the car does keep up with his every move. The fisherman, as we know, is driving the car. <laughs> what? But he fucking runs him over, crashing through an actual building with him on the hood. Yep. I just want to sell the gravity of that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's really a big deal. Yeah. But Barry lands among the debris still alive. The fisherman exits the car in his black slicker and approaches a downed Barry. Barry screams for help and asks the fisherman what he wants. When he just brandishes his hook, Barry apologizes and begs for mercy. <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? That's it. <laughs> Oddly, we fade to black, returning to find Julie arriving at the hospital, meeting up with Helen and Ray to visit Barry, who is still alive. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple things here. I definitely thought Barry was dead. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why Max was killed, but Barry was spared. I had the same. I was like, what? I have a minor theory about that that we'll okay. get to. Okay. Because as I'm watching this, I was like, Max was not, he was there. Yeah. But he, he was just talking know. shit. Yeah. Y'all need to leave David alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How's he going to marry Darlene? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I took it is he knows because uh-huh. dude went over there and roughed him up and told him kind of what was going on. Yeah. So he knows. So if something happens to them, he could be like, well, they came talking about some crazy thing they I, did. I guess. Well, that was the way that I rationalized I with it anyway. But I didn't. I was like, why did he die? He didn't need to. No. No. I do have a theory, but it comes up later. Okay. Um, I, I'm not saying it's a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theory. It's a theory. I don't want to get your hopes up. My last point before we move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know we've already talked about jennifer love hewitt's faces in this yeah but when she gets off the elevator in the hospital she literally looks surprised that she's in a hospital <laughs> yes, that, that was my next note I, I was like, I, did they not I tell her out loud, you walked in this building yeah like, the and elevator. you rode the elevator up <laughs> she's like oh my god like i don't it was very funny no, to me like you I, can turn it down a now, little bit I, I took it that she was surprised to see helen and ray but she should not be that surprised no, to see yeah. them either no, it was it was He's in a hospital? Yeah. Like, we're surprised, not yeah. you. That was my note. I was like, is Julie okay? Is she always this intense? <laughs> she missed a couple of pages yeah. of the script. <laughs> Wait, he lives? Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. But Julie, in they're back in the hospital room now. Julie's like, this dude tried to kill you. We need to go to the police. But Barry downplays it, saying the guy didn't try to kill him. He was just fucking with him. I was like, did you or did you not just get hit by a car <laughs> through a fucking building? Yeah. You literally got run over. Did I see it wrong? Or was that your stunt double? I... But all he knows is the killer was some guy in a slicker. Ray says that doesn't narrow it down because they live in a small fishing town. Barry's like, huh, now that you mention it, we all know you have a slicker, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So just owning a slicker? Yeah. Is this another red herring? Uh, definitely a red herring. And I thought of, I know it wasn't, it came after, but the fucking big ass winter coat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the town has one. Yeah. It's exactly. the same thing. We all have the exact same slicker in this town. We have one store. <laughs> one store. <laughs> we got it at Shivers. <laughs> 
That's why it's a code because it's shivers. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) But but the whole time they're doing this, the door's wide open. Yes. And they're speaking at full Full volume. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor leans in, call the police. (laughs) Also, where's his mom? Did she have another phone call? That's a good, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there later, son. Yeah. (laughs) But the two men start to argue and it's broken up by Julie and Helen. Ray and Julie are ready to go to the police, but Barry reminds them of the pact they made. Barry says they just need to find out whoever is doing this and have a little chat with them. Helen agrees, realizing that whoever is doing this is also avoiding police intervention. Helen logically assumes the killer has to be a friend or family member of David Egan, so the search begins there. Now, this is where my theory comes in, Mm -hmm. and I did see somebody posted it online, but it was one of those like... uh, I arrived at it independently. Right. Yeah. The last thing that Max screams is, I'm going to call the police on you. Okay. If the killer is avoiding the police, mm-hmm. whoever he is. Right. <laughs> they. They. We don't know. Who We don't know. <laughs> it makes sense that anybody that's trying to involve the police would be on their shit list. Ah, uh, okay. I, I guess. Okay. I guess. But that that's all I got. And I saw someone put that and I was like, I felt validated. Right. I just don't like seeing Johnny Galecki get killed. Nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) But Julie, Helen, and Ray leave Barry's room with Ray saying that he still thinks it could be Max doing all of this. A mini argument ensues, and when Ray uses the phrase, you and me, Julie reminds him there is no you and me. He's lost LA privileges. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on her to run out of the hospital. Well, she did storm off. She could have taken off at top speed as soon as she hit that door. But honestly, I know we hate Barry, but the killer very legitimately could be Ray. Right. It could be. I mean, he knows everything about it. He knows everyone's back in town. Yeah. And he wasn't surprised to see them together at the docks. Yeah, I know. He's like, oh, hey, guys, you get a letter or something? (laughs) But did Vallejo clear him on handwriting or not? (laughs) (laughs) But at the James residence, Julie and Helen access the first laptop ever made. (laughs) (laughs) And they find an article about a car accident that happened two summers ago. David Egan was involved in it, and it was near Dawson's Beach, and it resulted in the death of a woman named Susie Willis, his fiance. Julie then remembers seeing a tattoo on his arm that night, saying it had Susie's name on it. You're I, a liar. Yeah, you're you're fucking right? bullshit. Fuck you, you're lying. <laughs> you did not see that. No, no, you I did. Saw, yeah. I saw a faded hook. But go off. Yeah. It was not fucking Susie yeah, written all no, no. ornate. Yeah. And like you saw that in the dark. Yeah, no, Give me no. a fucking break. That's absurd. I don't even go off yeah. on her. No, but, that's absurd. And there's another thing I think that comes up later that she says. I'm like, you didn't fucking yeah, see that. No. She's just trying to get attention. She's like, yeah, no, I knew it first. <laughs> yeah. I knew that first. So like, look, everyone loves Helen more than me. So I have to appear that <laughs> yeah. I know things. I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> But in another article, they find the names of his mom and sister and decide to pay them a visit. On the way there, Helen asks what the plan is, and Julie says that they should just play it by ear. Helen remarks that Angela Lansbury always had a plan. She's right. She's right. (laughs) Listen to Helen. Always. But they get out of the car and approach the house. Helen then remarks that Jodie Foster tried this, and a serial killer answered the door. Mm -hmm. Helen's right. Again. (laughs) She's the best character. But they knock on the door and get no response. I don't. Why would you go into that without a plan? Right. We're writing a paper about what happened 
up on them roads or yeah. something. Yeah. Anything. We're, we're trying to get a stop sign put on the road. Anything. Yeah. And so we need you to tell us everything you know about your brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any relatives that died yeah. in the last year? Maybe like one year ago. Exactly. I'm. You're fucking stupid, Julie. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Nate, how do you really feel about? Uh, she's great. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was weird because he just said no. <laughs> but they head around the side of the house and Julie stands up to peek inside a window. <laughs> Helen's like, you want to add breaking and entering to the yeah. fucking charges? <laughs> Damn, She's dude. the voice of reason. But Missy Egan, David's sister, played by Anne Hesh, asks if she can help them. Did y'all remember her being in this? No. Yeah. Me neither. She's the second cast member that I was like, you're in this? Yeah. I, I think I told your sister, I was like, I was like, man, the people in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I forgot, but no. I did. No. And one thing I will say is that I read this was a 50 day shoot, mm-hmm. which is honestly kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But she was on set for two days. And I feel like she is one of the most impactful characters in the whole film. Right. I would agree. Like she plays her role so well. She mm-hmm. should be the final girl. There you go. <laughs> but I just thought it was very nuanced and just, I don't know. I, I like her as an actress. Yeah. Yeah. She was even good in that piece of shit psycho remake. I knew you were going to bring that <laughs> up. I can't not bring it up. Why did they do it? But <laughs> it felt like a school project. But anyway. <laughs> Julie says their car stalled down the road and that she was wondering if she could use her phone. Very odd lie. Definitely should have rehearsed this, like you said. Yep. This is probably the worst lie they could have come up with. This is why you gotta have a plan. Always. How do you... Can we use your phone? Also, you know, like, did your brother die or something? Like, what's the segue there? You're fucking stupid, Julie. (laughs) I thought you were the brain. Not so much. That's why... She's telling her that she needs to do her hair because she's like, look, I know you feel (laughs) like you have the brains, but holy shit. Listen, Julie. But once inside, Julie tells Helen to use the phone to call AAA. When they walked in, I was like, is this the Texas Chainsaw House? That's all I thought. I was like, someone's about to get scared by a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And it's got to laugh at her. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes you've ever made. And it was off the cuff. (laughs) I can stop laughing. It sounded like the chicken was laughing at her. (laughs) It was. It was. It's like, oh, bitch, you got no idea what you just did. But she refers to Helen as Jody, and Helen calls her Angela, which... I thought that was cute. Pretty good. Helen turns around right into a rain slicker that's hanging on the door and screams. She collects herself and then heads for the phone. Julie and Missy strike up some small talk, and it turns out they went to the same high school. Julie says that she looks familiar and asks if she had a younger brother, and Missy says that she did, but he died last July. Missy says, I guess she was class of 88, Mm -hmm. and her brother was class of 92, which is important later. Yeah. Julie says that she's sorry, then asks if Missy lives alone. She says she does, and that her father died a long time ago, and her mom is now living in a home because she couldn't cope after David died. So this is the point where it would be very pertinent for Julie to bring up her father. Oh, right. you're right. You can kind of have some kind of a bonding bit more, moment. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, her mom just says that line and it means nothing. Yeah. She's like, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what they did apparently in the novel was that she brought it oh. up to okay. the person's Damn sister. It, so they even had it to yes. work off of and they didn't use it. That's why I'm so confused. Yeah. Instead, they're like, how's the AAA coming, Angela? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that they are suspicious as fuck oh god yeah. oh yeah and i'm sorry but 
again, Julie's more suspicious than Helen. Very much so. And this woman is just very openly sharing her trauma with this yeah. complete stranger. Yeah. There's there's a moment coming up that I feel very bad for her. It, the whole thing is sad yeah. as fuck. Well, of course, but there's one particular moment. <laughs> <laughs> But Helen returns and says that AAA is on the way. Missy offers to make them each a cup of tea and they accept. Helen is no Ray, but she does go fishing. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I remember David had a friend. What? What was his name? Missy says she doesn't know very many of David's friends, but that there was a man who came by shortly after David died to pay his respects. Missy says they were sweet on each other, but she thinks it hurt him too much to be around her and says that his name was Billy Blue. (laughs) Fakest. I, okay, listen. <laughs> Fakest fucking name of her. Ari came in here when I was watching it. Uh-huh. And I'm just watching it, taking my notes or whatever. And she goes, Billy Blue, that's ridiculous. <laughs> she <laughs> is nine. She's nine years old. Yes. I laughed. I laughed out loud. <laughs> Why couldn't you come up with a better... <laughs> No, that that's dumb. <laughs> but I was like, you were sweet on him. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You fucked him, didn't you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to listen to the tea, I want to listen yeah, to the right. tea. Tell me the whole story, though. What we will learn later. Wait I want, a minute. I want, yeah. more. I want more of this story. I want more of this story. <laughs> yeah. Never, I never even put it together. Yeah, but Ooh, we'll but, talk. Yeah. The tea gets hotter. <laughs> but the second thing is I do want to commend Ann Hesh for being the only cast member who felt like pretending she was from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the accent you Yes. Mean? Everybody else is clearly from California. They're like, no, it's fine. No. <laughs> but the girls rush out not having tea and Missy says that they can come back anytime. That's when I felt really bad for her. She's lonely as fuck. Very. Yeah. In the car, Julie expresses remorse for ruining the lives of everyone who knew David. And Helen says that she doesn't think that they're that powerful. But then they both get jump scared by Missy, who says that Julie forgot her pack of cigarettes. She comes yelling at the car and banging on the window. Uh I had a couple things. She did not need to do all that for (laughs) you. Of course not. And secondly, y'all really are having this conversation still parked next to this woman's house. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And why do you why do you have the car on? You're yeah, so, yeah. Julie, you're lied. so fucking stupid. <laughs> Maybe Ray was right at the yeah. campfire, man. Like, yeah, with your fucking brains yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but she remarks that they seem to have gotten the car started pretty quickly, and she's like, "Huh, funny how that happens." Julie pulls away, and Missy watches them suspiciously. And this is when I was like, "Hmm." Fisher woman. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was rude as fuck of her to just drive off. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was still hanging on the thing. Yeah. It could have been like fucking Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> but Julie pulls in front of Helen's house and says that they need to find Billy Blue. Helen wonders if David wanted to die, considering it was the one year anniversary of his fiance's death. Julie's like, if that helps you. Which I was like, God damn. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I remember why we haven't talked in a fucking year. Exactly. Like, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Reason one. You did exactly what I did. Yes. Barry was drunk and obnoxious and right. really caused the wreck. Uh-huh. Ray physically did it. Me and you, were the same. So now, stop fucking, yeah. don't do that. I will say she did get her crown snatched. Now, she did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only difference i think it was even barry that pushed him into the thing it was so yeah. again so she's not maybe even responsible climb for that off your fucking high horse julie because you are no better than me yeah 
Just saying. No, again, we're... You don't fucking talk to Helen like no, that. No, we don't allow it. And this is our main character. Yes. Yeah, she <laughs> should have socked her in the mouth. Yeah. She should have. And instead, it's so sad because this is the moment when Helen mourns for their friendship. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she tells Julie that she misses her. It's like... And Julie's like, whatever, bitch. Yeah, she doesn't that, even say you're anything. You're still here? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my car. Right, sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, boss. Yeah. Why is everyone so kind in this movie? <laughs> but Julie just sits there and Helen does get out of the car. Helen heads inside her house and says hello to her father, who is watching sports on the couch and doesn't reply to her. Good talk. <laughs> Behind her, we see the fisherman enter the house and pull out his hook. I was waiting for the fisherman to go, hi, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it uh, <laughs> like, right didn't, there, didn't seem to work for her. But Helen heads to the kitchen and pours herself a glass of Diet Coke with the label facing the camera, of course. Naturally. She downs it like whiskey and she's like, wow, that is refreshing. Yeah. And no calories? No, <laughs> that didn't happen. But she rounds the corner to head upstairs. Unbeknownst to her, we see the fisherman round the corner on the second floor into her bedroom, it looks like. Really cool moment. Very cool. Yeah. Not for her, but... <laughs> no, like, the, she barely misses yeah. seeing yeah. him. But she heads up to her bedroom and undresses. We focus on her unopened closet, watching her as she picks up her Croker Queen crown and looks at it somberly. Black Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe, yeah. Again, there's a lot of little references. Yeah. But this is when a hand reaches out and grabs her. It's Elsa. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did want to point out that, again... Who do we know better, Helen or Julie? Oh, Helen, by far. Yeah. Like, by far. We're getting a scene of her home life and her somberly looking at what could have been. Yeah. Right. How do you not feel sympathetic for her? Yeah. They fucked up. They done goofed. You done goofed. But Elsa's like, oh, is the washed up, dried out has been having a moment? And I was like, this is your sister, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Elsa, you need to let it go. Right. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Again, we all have siblings at this table. Y'all remember Frozen? Yes, we. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I, I was like, she really does need to let yeah. this go. Yeah, Elsa, let I, it go. That I was last not. year. <laughs> <laughs> By that, yeah, it was a little out of line. No, but you're right. We all have siblings. We would never would do never, that. No. But Helen just walks off and sets the crown on her dresser. Elsa says she needs her at the store at 10 o'clock for inventory, but Helen tells her that's a no-go because she has to be in the parade at that time. The outgoing pageant queen has to ride in the parade. It's tradition. She sits down to brush her hair, and Elsa's like, you and your hair. It's so pathetic. And Helen just like, get the fuck no, out of here. What? Why if you you're just going to hurl insults yeah, at me, I, I can just going. go to sleep. <laughs> But Elsa goes to bed, and in a static shot outside, we see the dusk turn into dawn. It's fantastic. But inside Helen's bedroom, we press in on her sleeping. I just have to interject really quickly before you go on. When she was still alive this morning, uh -huh. in my mind, the killer saw that whole interaction with her and her sister, and he's like, she's had enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. I'm not going to do this to her tonight. Yeah, like, Ooh. I'm going to go fuck yeah. up Barry again. <laughs> But she wakes up with her crown on her head, as well as clumps of hair on her pillow. She lurches out of bed, and written on her mirror is the word, soon. She screams and smashes the mirror with her fist. And no one in her family 
seems to care. <laughs> her dad's just watching the game still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna hurt herself doing that. Yeah, man. Elsa's like, oh, you're screaming. Right, it's pathetic. Right, right. And <laughs> again, talking about red herrings, the last thing Elsa said was she talked shit about her hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, did this girl yeah. <laughs> come in here at night? Fisher woman. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But Helen immediately calls Julie, and we see Julie rushing to her car outside her house and heading over to Helen's place. As soon as the scene started, uh huh, I was like, that's the shirt. Oh, right. <laughs> the moment I've been waiting for the entire yeah. time. That's it's the coming. shirt. The moment you've been waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> On the way, she hears a strange noise coming from her vehicle, so she pulls over. She cautiously makes her way to the trunk of the car where we hear the noise continue. I was like, is someone eating chips yeah. in her trunk? <laughs> <laughs> she opens it up to find Max's corpse covered in live crabs. She screams and backs into the road where a truck honks at her. I was like, rude. Yeah. <laughs> She's clearly having a moment. But she runs off to Helen's house. Again, runs. She'd be chopping. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. But she heads upstairs to find Helen and Barry talking on her bed. The three of them return to the car with poor Helen wearing a hat. Barry opens the trunk and we get that neat Tarantino trunk perspective shot. Mm -hmm. We see the entire group only to turn around and find out that the trunk is empty. I have a, <laughs> I have a couple things here. <laughs> there were a lot of crabs in there. There were yeah. a lot of crabs in there. They left nary a crab leg. No. Not, yeah. one. Not one leg. I'm so confused. Yeah. I was like, did this happen in her mind? There was a baby crab know. crawling out yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> you even got that one? Yeah. But, <laughs> it's broad fucking daylight. Yeah, uh -huh. That was fast. So somebody put him in there with all the crabs. Like, what statement <laughs> yeah. were you making with the crabs, I don't know. first of all? Fish town. <laughs> yeah. You're going to sleep <laughs> with the fishes. We already got Max, who's like, hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. we're private enough for you. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm just so confused. And then he removed a whole ass body and a yeah. shit ton of crabs. Yeah. Was he was he the person honking in the truck? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, I, I came for my crabs. <laughs> it was backing up when she took out. Running. <laughs> yeah. There's That's so, good much, yeah. there's so much I don't understand yeah, about this moment. No, a lot of it doesn't make sense, if I'm honest. <laughs> Worst of all. Julie says that Max was in there and he was wearing Barry's jacket. Stop it. Cut it out, dude. <laughs> now, I had to rewind it, which, um, yeah, Julie did not have the luxury to do. <laughs> and I did see that he is wearing the jacket. Yeah, he is. But there's no fucking way she saw through all those crustaceans. No. No. And, and saw it. All we're well, looking at is that crab crawling out yeah. of his mouth. Yeah. Be honest. You were not looking at what that man was hey, wearing. I'm, girl, you're too busy screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no, your eyes were closed. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't buy it, Julie. I don't buy it at all. But Barry asks if the crabs took him away. <laughs> Sorry. He's just, what a dick, he man. Stays, he stays being an asshole. But Julie says the killer must have come back and taken it. Barry's like, why? This is when Julie gets mad. <laughs> She's like, why anything? Why did he try to run you over? Why did he make coleslaw on Helen's head? I was like, come on, man. <laughs> you haven't even seen it yet. And yeah. That was very rude. That was very rude. And Kevin Williamson, calm down with the Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry says that they should just go back to the house. And she asks him, she, she's like, where's your jacket, man? I was like, what? Does yeah. that have to do with anything? <laughs> but Barry understands and he looks at her like, you got me there. But Julie says he's out here watching and waiting. 
She turns to the open road and screams, What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? And in an overhead shot, we see her spin around. I was going to say, please don't forget the spin. Nope. And I'm raising my hands in worship to this moment because it's goddamn iconic. Me and my friend Amy used to say this to each other all the time. Uh It is so bad that it's good. It's great. I think this is one of few things that fit that label. So bad it's good. (laughs) Because I want to be clear. It's really bad. <laughs> I love, I got it right here. Yes, you spinning, murdering bitch. <laughs> it's great. It's like, what are you doing? I, She's gone with the wind yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's too much. It's entirely too much. Two very quick things. One, I read that this is the scene she auditioned with. <laughs> okay. Which is very interesting. I saw that on that featurette. But then I also read, according to, I believe it was Movie Phone, Jennifer Love Hewitt says that this idea was suggested to them by a child that was on set. What is All this right. child doing there? <laughs> I don't know. And honestly, checks out. <laughs> yeah, it feels right. right. I don't even need to do no. due diligence. I, I believe that, it 100%. <laughs> I don't need a second source, <laughs> especially if it's Ray's fucking heart. <laughs> But we fade to the next scene with them arriving back at Helen's house. Ray is there and he says that he was looking for them. Barry's like, you're going to fucking die and just (laughs) slugs him to the ground. (coughs) Julie breaks it up and Barry says that Ray is behind all of this. Ray says it can't be him because he got a letter, which pales in in comparison to everything everybody else has suffered. But Ray's like, he fucked up my hair too. Look. (laughs) (laughs) You look like Johnny Bravo, man. (laughs) But Barry puts everything on him, saying that he never fit in with them anyway, and he's being fueled by jealousy to fuck with them now. He's a good friend, huh? Very good. The best. The best he's ever had. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I wish Max was still alive. (laughs) 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 But Julie says that they have to stick together. Barry says, if it's not Ray, who is it? And how do they find him? This is when Julie and Helen bring up Billy Blue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that a lounge singer? I- <laughs> that is my new alter ego. Yes. Billy Blue. That's it. That's what it is. But realizing from what they learned from Missy that David was class of 92, Helen remembers that Elsa was also class of 92 and suggests checking their yearbook. In the next scene, they look through the yearbook, stopping on a picture of David. Ray says he can't believe that's him. And Barry's like, yeah, his face isn't splattered all over the road, dipshit. And Ray just looks away like, I just can't win with this guy. (laughs) I try. I'm starting to think you really don't like me. Are we friends? (laughs) I just need to know for my personal, like, this is getting to be a lot. But Julie suggests that Billy Blue could be a fake name. And I was like, thank no you. Shit. No way. But she says that they should bring the yearbook to Missy and have her point him out. They're like, hey, we have car trouble again. Sorry about last time. We'd like that tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> but Ray is not down. So the groom makes plans around him. Julie will go speak to Missy. Helen will go to the parade in case the fisherman decides to show up. And Barry will join her, not letting her out of his sight. Ray says that they all sound like vigilantes and that they should do the smart thing and just leave town. I love that they all assign jobs and yeah. they're like, and Ray, you can go ahead and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they give him nothing. Well, what help is he doing? Yeah. You can lean back and stretch. <laughs> 
But Julie disagrees, saying that she tried that and she just wants her life back. How has Julie made herself the victim in this? Um, this is what I don't understand. Nobody did this yeah. to you. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But she asks him if he's in or out and he just stands there mulling it over. <laughs> but in the next scene, we're at the parade. Marching bands and floats ride by. They're playing more American. I think it was like America the Beautiful. I don't mm. know. There's like four songs. <laughs> But Helen sits on a float inside of a giant clam, the absolute pearl that she is. 100%. Waving to the crowd. It did make me laugh because Barry is sat on the edge of the same yeah. clock, <laughs> just fucking mean mugging the entire crowd. He's all fucked up. Yeah. I was like, did the organizer sign off on this? Yeah. I was like, are you allowed to be on that float? <laughs> but he turns around and he shares a smile with Helen. And I was like, man... That was kind of sweet. Yeah. It's honestly a sad moment. Yeah. Because you think about the beginning of the movie, how like psyched he was and happy for her to have won. Yeah. And how happy she was to have won. And it's like this little moment of, you know, hey, remember that or remember before. Mm -hmm. It's sad. It's sad. And they both share it because they're like, and honestly, with where Helen's life has gone compared to where she thought it would go. Yeah. She's probably very wistful. Yeah. It's probably super bittersweet. Mm. That look was just a a pretty heavy moment in yeah. just a second. It's almost as if they should have been the main couple. You know? Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, Julie guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> and fucking wooden ass Ray, right? <laughs> right, guys? Who is weak <laughs> as shit? Like, he wouldn't even stand. I can't, dude. I can't. <laughs> call him wooden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the crowd, we see a man in a rain slicker staring right at them. Helen points him out and he slips into the crowd with Barry in hot pursuit. Barry catches up to him, tackling him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Smooth. Let's not ignore the people that he fucking hurled to the yeah. ground oh, he does. in pursuit of him. He's not letting the suit get away. <laughs> but after he tackles him, he turns him around and it's just your garden variety old man. Yeah. <laughs> like... And Barry's like, where the hell is he? And the dude's just like, oh, I don't know. Take take whatever you want, man. Take it all. taking a walk. Yeah. And he doesn't apologize. No. So I was like, maybe this dude is an asshole. (laughs) But in the next scene, we see Julie arriving in Missy's place. We hear the sound of Lead Belly's Where Did You Sleep Last Night playing, which, yes, please. Love it. Yes. Julie knocks on her door, but just like the last time, doesn't get an answer. So she decides to investigate the property. We see like a chicken hanging overhead. I think it was laughing at her. (laughs) (laughs) But out of nowhere, Missy fucking comes at her with a knife. She looks very threatening at first, but then the scene cuts and she's just casually holding it. I was like, is she hallucinating? I I don't know. But she's like, what are you doing here? I was like, you were just about to stab her like five seconds ago. (laughs) Why'd you go over here alone? What the fuck? That was fucking stupid. Well, because Ray's a fucking punk. He's 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 wooden. I'm packing. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I need my varnish. (laughs) (laughs) But back at the parade, Helen looks around nervously, spotting several fishermen in rain slickers. However, one fisherman on a rooftop shows his hook like he's posing for the DVD cover. <laughs> so we can assume this one's the real deal. <laughs> so the slicker isn't just a statement. No. It's no. a lifestyle. Huh? <laughs> Clearly. But we then return to Missy's house where we see her segmenting a fish with a knife that she was holding earlier. So I was like, what was that threatening posture, man? Yeah. That had to be a hallucination. I don't. I think we're. Julie's like, I haven't eaten today. <laughs> like, I don't know. I get lightheaded. I don't know. Dieting's hard. But 
Julie says that she needs to find Billy Blue and asks her to look through the yearbook. Missy asks what this is about, and Julie tells her that it has to do with July 4th and that what happened to David was not an accident. There was more to it than that. You can't just say that to this woman. No. She's like, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then your brother was dead. By the way. But I'm yeah. like, what are you talking? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She's like, P.S. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Something not so chill happened. <laughs> but Missy says that she knows. And she says that her brother killed himself. She says he went to be where Susie died after the whole town blamed him for it, and he started to blame himself. He even left a note, which Missy hid so she could collect the insurance. She retrieves the note and gives it to Julie, and written in the same style of the previous notes we've seen, it says, I will never forget last summer. So real quick, huh? why do you keep that note in the shed? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She, uh, she kept it with her chainsaw. Like I don't know what's going on. I my thing is she's like I got a note and Julie's like you got a note. Why the fuck would the sister get the note you got? Like why yeah. are you like a note? Yeah. What are you like, talking um, about? Missy, did kill you, you also too? hit a guy last yeah. summer? Were you in the car with us? Yeah. <laughs> but Julie says this isn't a suicide note. It's a death threat. Then she spills all the beans. I can't. I was there. We saw him. We hit him. It was an accident. I saw the tattoo on his arm. Missy just snatches the note saying her brother doesn't have a tattoo and tells Julie to get off her property. Her hands also got really clean. Oh, well, yeah. She yeah. was just... They were covered in fish guts. Yeah, yeah. and now she's like, get out. And, <laughs> you know, they're pristine. They're like, Those hands are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands are gorgeous. But then it hits Julie. They did not hit David Egan. And then she fucking runs away. Of course yeah. she does. No explanation to this woman who you have opened up a wound of yeah. her dead brother. You made her share shit that she obviously didn't want to share about the way that he died. And then you're like, oh, it wasn't even him. Pew! And you're just gone. <laughs> well, in all... <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. It's all, fucking absurd. In all fairness, she told her to leave, but she did not tell her the speed at which to leave. <laughs> She wasn't like, get out of here and quickly make it fast. Just dust. Yeah. It's, it's just it's the cloud. Inf <laughs> it's infuriating. She hits the chicken and her rings fly out. <laughs> but at the pageant, we see a ton of women getting their acts ready, as well as stagehands getting everything situated. In a cool transition, the backdrop becomes transparent and we see Helen backstage with Barry. Yeah. I actually really liked that. That was really neat. Yeah. Barry assures her that everything will be okay and that he won't let anything happen to her. Later that night, Helen is invited on stage as last year's queen to the sound of like uproarious applause. So appropriate reaction. Of course. I was doing the same thing. Yeah, at <laughs> home. <laughs> but she sits down in a chair as Barry watches from the balcony just like he did last year. We then get a nice overhead shot of that winding road, possibly reused from the opening, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get a shot of Julie speeding down that road. In a car. <laughs> for the first time, she's not running. Just <laughs> <laughs> huffing and puffing. <laughs> but at the pageant, Helen watches an awkward performance during the talent portion of the, con the competition, and she goes, Jesus. <laughs> it's like shit's gone downhill yeah. since last year. Is that what I looked like? God damn. But we then see movement behind Barry on the balcony, which Helen also notices. The light catches a figure, and we see that it's the killer. 
He grabs Barry and begins to fight with him. Helen screams for help, ruining the already dreadful performance. (laughs) The crowd holds Helen back from there by like, thank you. But the crowd holds Helen back from helping Barry herself. And she continues to scream as we fucking see the fisherman sinking his hooks into Barry again and again, pulling it back bloodier each time. Why are they holding her back? I don't know. I was furious. I, I don't understand why they ganged up on her and grabbed her like that. No. I don't know. And they weren't even asking her anything. They no. were just holding her as she screamed. <laughs> yeah. And she's like up there. Yeah. He's killing him. Like yeah. she's saying, Not even are you okay? No, man? I was, like, I was so was mad. Fucking weird. But an officer arrives on the scene and he's like, what? Who's killing who? Yeah. <laughs> and Helen screams to check the balcony. So they head up there together. When they find nothing up there, the officer is very annoyed and tells her to head back downstairs. The camera pans over and we see blood dripping from the banister. Great job, officer. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't even look. Yeah, so the cops are useless because that, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't a luck. No. No. Nah. <laughs> He's, he like, just well, wanted to watch the rest of the pageant. Yeah. Looks all good here. Open and shut case, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> But downstairs, Helen sits in tears, telling the officer that he has to believe her. He asks if he can take her home because her parents are worried sick about her. So she stands up to join him, and the host of the pageant is like, um, yeah, we're going to be needing that crown. <laughs> you got to go, but yeah. the crown stays yeah. here. And he snatches it. But we then see Julie arriving back at her house and heading inside to do more frantic research. In the car, the officer tries to get all the details, and he's like, so we killed him with a fish hook? Did he use the same hook to cut all your hair off? And then he just laughs to himself. I'm like, first of all, her hair looks great. It does look great. And she's crying and clearly upset. Uh I don't know why you wouldn't, at least for her sake, be like, okay, we'll figure it out. Like, like, why Uh the fuck are... I don't understand. He's treating it like it's a prank, but she's clearly serious. No, yeah. Then he says he's heard this story before, and then he goes on about that old urban legend. After coming up on a road barricade, he says they'll have to take an alternate route through an alley. Seems safe. Oh, yeah. Helen grips the dividing fence between the rows of seats and lays into the officer, saying he's going to fry in hell if he ignores that there's been a murder. Let him have it, Helen. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Yes. But the cop offers an olive branch, saying that they'll contact Barry's parents and begin a search, but he was probably just playing a prank. In the alley, we see a man... <laughs> in a fucking rain slicker (laughs) standing next to a truck with the hood open. The officer says he's going to stop and see if he needs help and gets out of the car. Helen, realizing this dude is clearly the killer, screams to warn him, but the officer approaches anyway and is promptly disemboweled. Should have listened. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Bulletproof vest, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we've... It's a bulletproof vest. Mm -hmm. I don't think a knife or that hook is going to... I mean, I, it's, it's a small town. They don't have they don't vests have, in the uh, budget. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they couldn't spring for hookproof vests. <laughs> All right. It's bulletproof. Now. It's, it's, it. a, it's a different brand. Right. <laughs> but so begins the best sequence in the entire film. For sure. Helen tries to get out of the car, but again, it's a police car and she's in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, we did this in Scream 2. We did. Well, yeah. we haven't done it yet. Okay. Well, Scream 2, we did this in... I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kevin Williamson just has one speed. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I'm not sure why he didn't let her ride passenger. You're right. She didn't do anything wrong. She's just being taken home. He's just taking her home. That's stupid. But the fisherman wrenches the hook out of the cop's corpse and has the decency to wipe it off. He's like, I don't want to cross contaminate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Helen kicks out the window and runs her ass off with the fisherman close behind. We get a quick cutaway to Julie on her computer as she reads that Susie Willis was survived by her father, Benjamin, a fisherman. So you mean to tell me you just didn't read the whole article? It's the same article. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But we return to Helen running for her absolute life, making her way to her family's store. She sees Elsa inside and bangs on the door to get her attention. Elsa walks to the door, but retreats to snag the keys, finally unlocking the door and letting Helen inside. So this is shot almost identically to when Laurie Strode is trying to get back inside the Doyle's house on Halloween. Oh, that's great. The keys? Yeah. <laughs> that part. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's exactly the same, even with the fisherman approaching. Like, it's such a oh, sweet nice. little... That's yeah. incredible. But it, that's what warmed my heart. <laughs> But Elsa tells Helen that she could have used the other entrance, which is still open, and Helen tells her just to lock the door and call the police. Elsa is not treating this with the urgency it deserves. No, from her banging on the door, screaming and crying, she's just like, Whether you hate your brother or sister, come on, you see something's wrong. She's clearly panicking. There and she just is like, oh, what, what now has been? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, right, you're pathetic. Like, Dude, I, I'm Give her, gonna I die. Crying. <laughs> you see tears streaming down my face. But Helen's just like, look, do what I say, goddammit, and rushes off to call the police. As Elsa goes to lock the door, we see it closing just as she enters the room, which is not good. Mm-hmm. She locks the door, but of course, the fisherman approaches her from behind, raising his hook and slashing her to death with it. Now, I did read that they shot this scene initially without blood, but the producers had them go back and reshoot it with blood added because otherwise it kind of would have just looked like he knocked her out with the hook. Yeah. The blood sells the whole death. Yeah. yeah. I guess Gillespie was hesitant, but he's like, no, you're right. And he agreed it did look better. Why? What is his aversion to blood? I yeah. don't know. Is he one of those people that faints when he sees blood? And he's like, I just can't put it in. Okay. I guess so. He's, he's fucking, uh, what's his name from Hellraiser? I'm going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> But Helen calls out to Elsa and we get this gruesome shot of the fisherman dragging her corpse with his hook in the darkness. It looks awful. Yeah. But Helen makes her way downstairs and the music that was playing in the store stops. The lights go out and Helen turns to face the mannequins, which are covered in plastic. No, thank you. No. This is was his maniac. (laughs) (laughs) Just as the room falls completely silent, the fisherman lurches out from under the plastic, tackling Helen. She's able to get away, heading for an exit, which is locked, though, and she finds her sister's corpse in an adjacent bathroom and attains Scream Queen status. Oh, great scream. Mm -hmm. Great scream. But she hops onto a freight elevator and pulls herself up as the fisherman attempts to slash at her. I read that this was a real elevator in the store. Oh, Mm. wow. And when they were location scouting, Gillespie told Williamson about it, and so he added this sequence to the script. Oh, That's awesome. Thought that was really cool. But the fisherman eventually gives up and takes the much more convenient staircase, meeting her up in the attic. He pursues her, but Helen finds a window and jumps out of it into a dumpster. The music swells as Helen runs through an alley, fireworks exploding overhead. With the parade in sight, she makes a mad dash for safety. But amidst all the noise of the parade, she somehow hears another noise that stops her in her tracks. And when she turns back around, the fisherman is right in front of her. He throws her into a pile of tires, and we see them tussle in an overhead shot. She puts up a valiant fight, but unfortunately is murdered. 
I'm going to sit quietly for the rest of the film because I did turn it off here and I didn't finish <laughs> it. I'm just like, I didn't write any I, more notes. I was really fucking mad, though. Yes. The most compelling character in the film. Absolutely. She fought her ass off. She ran her ass off. Right. She did everything right. She was the best of us. She, <laughs> she just wasn't as fast as Julie. That's <laughs> nobody else. And she gave her some chopping lessons. That's fucking, all. No, fucking Flo Joe James. <laughs> Nobody's as fast as Julie. Um, but I was legitimately upset. Yeah, yeah. me too. It just shouldn't have happened. I mean, Helen Shivers is an icon. Absolutely. She was our hope, I guess. And <laughs> she was the best of us. I feel like she was the truest non-final girl, final girl I've ever seen. Oh, definitely. I can't even think of a runner-up. No, I am legitimately gutted right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might need to take a cry break. I, 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 bar- I barely want to continue. <laughs> and I want to say without hyperbole, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but I, I think that's my whole thing is that you've created a, a an incredibly compelling character. Yeah. And now that she's dead, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about Julie. No. Dude. Oh no! <laughs> I give I think a fuck about Ray. Clear. I don't. I don't give a shit about Julie. I um. We have to shout out Sarah Michelle Gellar for yes. playing right. the part to perfection. Yes. But I. It's just so unfair. Why is she the second one? I just. It makes me so mad. And she right. fought so hard. So hard. And I do want to point out that I did read that in the novel. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. No. Yeah, I read that too. And so that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> this didn't even have to happen. No. Kevin, uh, God damn it, Kevin. What are you doing, Kevin? You're first, on notice. First thank Tatum you. and well, now this. But thank you for Scream. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, You're Tatum. You're still on notice. I fucking love Tatum. Tatum was the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I'll die mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we press on. You press on. I'm not talking for the rest of the- <laughs> Nay, where are you going? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we see Julie arrive at the festival. She makes her way onto Ray's boat, calling him out. When she finds him, she explains everything. They didn't kill David Egan. Benjamin Willis did to avenge his daughter's death. Then they hit Ben and thought they killed him, but he survived and is now back for revenge in pog form (laughs) (laughs) it's all quite simple ray really yeah if you don't Um, (laughs) think about it (laughs) this is where i'm like this is a bit convoluted yeah (laughs) it's it's a lot and again this is all the film this is not i wonder if they did it so that we can still like julie and ray because he's also a murderer Uh so it's not like you just hit this dude and now he's back for revenge because then y'all should be killed oh yeah but it should be from his point of view but guys like he's bad though so it's fine that we hit him and left him for dead because he killed somebody that night sometimes you gotta do the wrong things for the right reason (laughs) i'm it's very convoluted for me yeah like she's explaining it to him and he's like who's on first and who am i (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. What part do I play? Yeah. All of oh, I was driving. I <laughs> yeah. was driving. Okay, okay, okay. I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> but Ray tells her to just come inside the boat, but she sees the name of his boat is the Billy Blue. I screamed. <laughs> it's so funny to me that this was the only thing <laughs> that fucking Ray could think of. Yeah. It's like, what is he, fucking Kaiser Sosa? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But she then accuses him of being the killer and he says he can explain, though. However, 
she runs away. Yeah. Before before she ran, she should have been like, Ray, did you fuck that lady? Yeah. <laughs> so now you see. Yeah. Now I see. I never put it together. She said we were we, sweet we on were each sweet other for what two months or something. Yeah. And then he took off. What kind of fucking sociopath? Uh huh. Because he thinks he killed her brother, right. right? Yeah. Well, first of all, he probably considered it trauma bonding. Second of all. <laughs> They were on a break. <laughs> I fucking hate friends. I don't know why I made that reference. <laughs> no, my thing is, how do you kill this man, seek out his sister, and then he's like, I mean, You're Julie's here. not around. Here's yeah. the thing. Let we me can, take you to a spot I know on the right. beach. Okay? We, can, we can all like agree. <laughs> we can all agree Anne Hesh is cute. That's not the point. What are we talking you about? You murdered right. her brother. Oh, you like morality. Morality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, Ray's a piece of shit. <laughs> Remember when Anne Hayes was on uh, fucking Nip Tuck? Yes, I do. And she, that was funny. She was like, yeah. <laughs> That's what are you, I Chris have. Farley? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Remember when? <laughs> That was so stupid. It was though. it was a very dumb plot line, <laughs> if you recall. Sean, what the fuck were you doing? He was but, so stupid. Good lord. That's when they were really grasping. I yeah. don't know how. Let's do a nip tuck show. Hey, I'll do it. <laughs> I like nip tuck. Some it's of it. Great until yeah. it's yeah. not. Hollywood swinging. <laughs> but <laughs> plastic, fantastic. Please no. That was the best part. That was the worst part. <laughs> Julie runs away. <laughs> <laughs> But Ray chases after her, only to be clotheslined by a fisherman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Julie begs for help, and he tells her to get on his boat, which she does. Once inside, she sees a collection of newspaper articles about Barry and Helen, as well as some about herself. I laughed because he's like, you can go on my boat, but like his face is shrouded in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know who you are, dude. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I think this guy might be bad news. Yeah. And her evidence against Ray is flimsiest at best. It is. Especially since you just figured out the whole thing. Like, yeah. Julie, Come girl, on. I can't. But Julie tries to escape out of a door and finds that it's locked. After the fisherman unties the boat from the dock, he joins her on board. Julie admits to him that she's in a lot of trouble, which the fisherman says is a shame, being that it's July 4th. He takes off a matching I love you necklace, striking the chime and hanging it next to several photos of him and his daughter. He says kids like her should be out having fun, drinking, partying, running people over, <laughs> getting away with murder, shit like that. We see the fisherman is Benjamin Willis, played by Muse Watson. Julie realizes she's fucked up. You done, you done goofed, you done Julie. Go- yeah. You pulled a Kevin Williamson, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> it's funny because when we announced that we were doing this episode, when they had voted for it, or no, maybe it was when we put it up, for the on the patreon for mm-hmm. the for people to vote uh-huh. that's the line that megan put yes in the comments and i was like i complete that is so <laughs> fucking funny and petty why is he and so I had, fucking snarky <laughs> I no i completely forgotten about it until she said that and i was like man you didn't have to yeah. no. How, he's been rehearsing that in the mirror uh-huh. like, can you just not talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking travis bickle you talk, you're talking to me you talking to me running people over <laughs> But I do want to point out, this is very underwhelming. It yeah. is. Okay, I had wanted to talk about that as well, because like I said earlier, I love a whodunit. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I love the whodunit more when I've seen the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was this guy. You're even, like, yeah. We even it, talked about the reveal in Scream 2 being underwhelming. Right. Yeah. But 
At least. At least we knew that person before yeah. the reveal. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. Because it did, you know, like, who, the fuck is this who guy? are you? I don't. Shut up. That's why I said, I was like, just don't talk no more. Yeah. yeah. It's like, can we just make right. it? Can we just say it was right? <laughs> go, go put the coat back on. Yeah, that's a joke, right? <laughs> Something. I just, I mean, that's exactly right for me. If I had known. Motherfucker, I learned your name two scenes ago. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even know you existed. There's no impact. No. Yeah. I'm Benjamin Willis. Who? Who yeah. the fuck is that? I don't even know. Dude, we never even saw Susie. No. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Give me the urban legend twist. Yeah. yeah. Okay? That His hook is on the car door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Julie. Runs away from him. No, no way. Yeah. He follows close behind with a hook, chasing her around the boat. She finds a flare gun and loads it, but Ben apparently is now behind the controls of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and he accelerates <laughs> and causes her to lose her grip on it, and it flies into the water. No, Helen she, Helen would have held onto the gun. She would have. No, she threw the flare yeah. gun. <laughs> I won't be needing this. Yeah, just throw that over there. Yes, sir. <laughs> so <got> affable. <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> I just want to point out how much energy this man has tonight because he's been busy yeah. Oh yeah, all night and he's still just going after it. Now, I do want to point out that he was on the second floor of the Shivers department store and then ended up in front of Helen. And I just realized now that that pisses me off. He's been, <laughs> he's been training with Julie. Uh, <laughs> he's been really uh, watching her sprinting. And he's, he's like, like man, that's what I need. That's what I notes. need to be. So chop the wind. Okay. <laughs> Don't you remember what Leslie told us? Mm. Oh, when the camera's not on. <laughs> that's exactly right. You that's run. why he was out of breath in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I've been running all goddamn night. <laughs> it makes so much sense <laughs> now. See, it's all coming together, man. But Ray finally wakes up on the dock and hops into a little motorboat and pursues Ben's boat, which we see is named the Sweet Susie. Sad. Very sad. Julie heads below deck and we see Ray dive like an action hero onto the boat. <laughs> ben welcomes him aboard by name, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I admit it's a lot, but the two begin to fight. <laughs> Julie finds her way through the lower deck of the ship and then finds her way back to the upper deck. She screams Ray's name, which distracts him long enough for yes. Ben to hook slap him off the yeah. entire fucking boat into the water. It was all her fault. This is our yep. final girl? Yeah. I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but lucky for Ray, he gets caught in a fishing net. Julie heads back down to the lower deck trying to find another way out as Ben attempts to break in, fucking taunting her. Yeah. Yes. Julie finds another compartment, which is partially filled with water. I don't know boats, but that seems bad. <laughs> yeah. Are we sinking? Yeah, it's like, got more problems than this dude, man. But she uses her shirt to open a room that's filled with ice. This whole time, Ray is making his way back on board in the most precarious fashion ever. <laughs> I was going to say. You fucking I swashbuckler. <laughs> I can't even believe this. I love these Jack Sparrow yeah. shots. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, you don't have to do all that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's not necessary. <laughs> Just doing the most. He yeah. is. He's like, I've done nothing this whole film. We're right. fucking yeah. tight roping, okay? <laughs> But Julie digs through the ice to make her exit, but finds the corpses of Helen and Barry. Not Helen. Not Helen. I was hoping that she would be like Walt Disney and just like yeah. they could defrost <laughs> her later. Fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. But according to IMDb, the ice was gelatin. 
but it looked like these were models of Helen and Barry. It did not look like them. No, no, it definitely wasn't no. them. But if it's gelatin, why not just have them? Well, because yeah. oh, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt's crawling all in it. The ice. What? What's your what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying if it's gelatin, why not have Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan oh, Felipe? Oh, okay. I was yeah. I like, you but she'll hurt herself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying, why is the ice gelatin? I'm no. like, that bitch is cold. Yeah. <laughs> that I get. Yeah, that's a good point. But they spent all that time making it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here now. We were on the level. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben opens the compartment to find her, and Ray slings a hook directly into his face, knocking him down. Of course, Julie's just screaming the whole time. The entire time. I don't think she has any lines in this section. No. Except, ah. <laughs> and Ray. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck that. But Ray snags Julie and attempts to make an exit. But Ben, who I'm guessing is some kind of supervillain, because <laughs> he survived a hit and run, a drowning. Yeah. Now he took a fucking full on hook to the face and he just opens his eyes like Michael Myers. Yeah, that would have busted his fucking face oh, yeah. open. Yeah. It, did, it looked worse in the car accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he wakes up and clocks Ray and then grabs Julie. He wishes her a happy 4th of July. It's kind of sweet. Thanks. But he tells her that before she leaves a man for dead, she needs to make sure that he's really dead. That's solid that's, advice. Yeah. 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 She's like, that's just not, that's not just about me. <laughs> just in general. Whatever you do in your life, <laughs> make sure they're dead. But he swings his hook hand back to strike, but that hand gets caught up in some rope, which Ray uses to lift him up. It kind of looked like he put his hand in the rope. <laughs> I don't think he wanted to kill Julie. <laughs> But as he ascends, his hand gets severed, then the rope runs out, and it hurls him into the water. Julie and Ray embrace, finally completing the murder they started a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) If at first you don't succeed. (laughs) But we watch as the police search the boat, and Julie and Ray share a moment together. This whole time, she says, they never killed anyone. Frame it however you want. (laughs) What did she say? Whatever helps you sleep at night. Exactly, yeah. You were fucking rude to Helen, but now you're like, actually, we're innocent. Right. But Ray explains that he had to know who it was, which is why he went to go see Missy. It's like, what about the two months? But (laughs) why'd you? Yeah. But he apologizes for not telling her, and he says that he just couldn't lose her again, and then he tells her he loves her. She says she understands, and they hug. The sheriff walks up and asks why Ben would want them dead, and they dummy up. They're like, I have, I have no Mo, idea. The, ben, his name was? The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen him in my life. No. Which is true. Yes. Um, but <laughs> no shit. their dialogue is exactly what they said to each other at the beach at the beginning. Right. So, I mean, that was cute, but mm-hmm. I still don't buy them as a couple. Yeah. No. He's like, is Helen around still? Or. <laughs> 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 But after dragging the water, the police recover Ben's hand, but not his body. That makes sense. So I smell a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sure his body will wash up eventually. You say that to all the kids? Was like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? <laughs> they just went through That's some nice. shit. Yeah. Is like, that supposed to be comforting? Yeah. It's but like, I'm- don't worry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> his corpse will be on the beach right. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But I'm like, this okay. town's police force <laughs> <laughs> could use a lot of work. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. I'll just sit right here until yeah. we find it. Yeah. What, not- and what did this man just tell you? Make sure yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Me. He pointed at his face. He literally just told you that. And you're like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back to college. 
But one year later, Julie is back at school and she's on the phone with Ray planning a trip to New York City and she's about to hit the showers. She's, she's busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's yes. doing a lot of stuff. But we hear Deb bring her some mail and leave it for her outside. She tells Ray that she loves him and gets off the phone. She then heads to the locker room to check the mail and she sees that it's just an envelope with her name on it. Oddly in the same font of before. Same exact font. But the music grows tense as she opens it and reveals it to be an invitation to a sorority pool party. That's like the worst invitation I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you have any graphic designers in the you sorority? Put it, like is it your, color into right. it. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> supposed to be an arm, dude. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> but she heads back to the showers where written on a shower door are the words, I still know. She looks around but sees no one. Then she hears the chime of the necklace, and out of nowhere, the fisherman jumps out at the camera through the glass. What a creep. (laughs) You're in the girl's shower room, man. But that's the very odd ending to the film. I don't like it. I I hate it as well, but I have to ask, what did you guys think of I Know What You Did last summer? All right, so I'll just go ahead and get out of the way because i already said i like this movie uh-huh that towards the end the story gets kind of whatnot and it's a little yes. it's a it's a bit much yeah but i really had fun watching this movie and talking about it with you guys and mm-hmm. like i said it i don't mind scream but like this is like just a movie right it's a fucking straight slasher horror movie You know what I mean? Uh There's not heavy on the nudity or on the sex or whatever. It's just, let's get to it. Yeah, the story sucks. I mean, the ending is, uh, you know what I mean? Now, you didn't really kill that guy. You killed this guy, but I'm not dead, so I'm back, and now you're going to die. Wait, I don't understand. And your name is? Yeah, right. And who are you? Right, mister, I don't know who you are. (laughs) But kind of like a Scooby-Doo situation, but Scooby-Doo's better. Of course. Um, Yeah, it was the old caretaker. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Hey, hey, we love it. Um, I love it. The cast, I love the fucking people in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Nothing against Nev Campbell, but no, you know of course I mean? not. Right. I I love Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> after my wife. Okay. Yeah. She's a distant second. Yeah. Yes, okay. When I was a kid, I you know what I mean. I was like, oh, which I'm sure any teenage boy my age, yeah, you know what I mean, would would have thought the same thing. Uh-huh. So that's kind of what wrote it for me before but you guys bringing out all the stuff about it i'm like oh yeah she's terrible (laughs) it's like holy shit you were blinded by love yeah it happens i was like oh my god i was like this she sucks yeah it's like there's nothing and that's i i can admit it you know what i mean the ending of it too was 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 like oh wow (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's what's happening that's what you decided the ending is terrible (laughs) um i feel like isn't it a dream yeah. going into the second because one? Because they make they a like, sequel and they have to be like, oh, fuck. We, we had fucked him. up. Yeah, we no. had him jumping out we of the shower. Goofed. Yeah, and I'm so, uh, 99% sure that the second one... She's like, she's, and then I think he was mad at me about yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, she says it was a dream. <laughs> so I ran away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While I was screaming. Yeah, and then I woke up um, here. It's uh, The ending was bad. The plot gets so convoluted. Oh, right. yeah. But I can say a lot of... Uh, negatives mm-hmm. um <laughs> our final girl i'm sorry she's yeah. trash yeah i'm mad at what they did to helen all that being said 
this movie is so much fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's something I watched a lot when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I can, if somebody's like, well, this, uh uh-huh. Well, it sucks because this. Right. Yeah. Like I know. <laughs> I know that it is riddled with flaws, that the story has a lot of problems, that Jennifer Love Hewitt and I'm sorry, Freddie Prince Jr. A lot of yeah. moments I'm like, what, what are, are y'all yeah. doing? <laughs> um, it's so much fun. It's the story's fun until it's like, no, it was this yeah. you thought it was this, but it's actually it, you know, whatever. I like it. <laughs> You're I like, do. God help me. God help me. I fucking still like this movie. I, I I agree. I think that's the major thing is that it's a ton of fun. It is. And then it was even more fun talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I was coming to the table. I was like, man, I don't know that I have a lot to say on this movie. I had a lot to say <laughs> yeah. on this movie. But it's, I mean, it's that's that's the bottom line is that it's a ton of fun. Does the story work completely? No. No, it doesn't. Is our final girl worthy of the title? No. 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 But I mean, especially considering the nostalgic feelings I have for it. For sure. How could I not enjoy it, rewatching yeah. it as an adult? Yeah. But I guess that brings us to ratings. I started doing this thing where I kind of separated it in positives and negatives. Okay. So the positives, I do want to say that it still holds up in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that the cinematography is interesting sometimes. It is. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is a revelation. She is. Helen Shivers, the icon. I will never forget you. Never. <laughs> I will sing your songs and tell your stories. But Isn't that why they do fireworks on the 4th? That's the only reason. Yeah, I yes. thought so, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we handled that very seriously. Yes. Mm, yes, I believe. Yes. You got it, boss. But <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea. And I love the idea of them coming back the year later and kind of all suffering in their own way over it. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. You don't see a lot. No. It's a teen slasher. Yeah. But here come the negatives. <laughs> Julie is not a good character. She's no. really not. Just at all. There's nothing about her that makes me, that endears her to me. Mm-mm. And when Helen dies, it's like, why am I watching this still? <laughs> yeah, th- like I you said, know? when you guys brought it up, I was like, y- you, you do, you spend yeah. more time with her. You Wait, do. I guarantee. I feel like if you put them side by side, as far as like screen time, it has to be Helen Shivers, right? Yeah, it has it to seems. be. Even though she dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. This, If there was ever a movie that deserved a false protagonist, it was this one. For sure. And then Helen saves the day at the end. Yeah. But I also, as I said, I feel the reveal of the killer is extremely underwhelming. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if it wasn't met with a, and who the fuck was that? Got to lean over to your friend to make yeah. sure you're watching the movie. <laughs> But I mean, it's a ton of fun. I got a lot of nostalgic feelings for it. I do want to say before I give my score, man, back in the day, episode 13, Scream, I did not know what the fuck I was doing with my score. Can we please yes. do a shining moment? Because yes. I completely agree. We retroactively on the episode of Dr. Sleep gave The Shining a 10 again, mm-hmm. which it deserved. But on this episode, if we haven't already, I would like to retroactively go back and give Scream 9.5 red herrings out of 10. Uh, I was going to change mine to nine. Oh. But yeah, I absolutely agree. I love Scream so much. Yeah. And I wanted to get that score out of the way so I can get this score. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like we wrestled and I still do sometimes. I know I talked about it on House and I know you're doing your score, but of course I got to fucking. <laughs> I've anyway, got a story. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about me for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, 
episode 13 was Scream. Yes. And back then, I was really trying to take my own feelings out of it. And yes. only like nakedly watch the film for what it was mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. discount any nostalgia, discount any, yeah, I know that moment was super cringe, but I love it. And yeah. now I'm like, no, I love it. Like, If you love it, you love it. I, you know, it, it can't not factor in. No. Right. And so... So yeah, I, I got to totally agree with you because we both gave Scream 7.5. That's not fair. Which and, it deserves less. Oh my God. And <laughs> wow, anyway... <that> was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to need counseling after yeah, this Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, for sure. I think now we've kind of leaned more into, I love this and I know it's not perfect, but it's perfect to me, you know? So, uh, I'll let you continue, but (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to, uh, it was, we really wrestled with our rating system back then. And I think we've kind of ironed out the kinks now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the most part. For the most part. When we did house, a bitch was stressing uh... (laughs) because that was very difficult. But all that to say. Out of 10 threatening letters, <laughs> I'm going to give I Know What You Did Last Summer 7.5 threatening letters out of 10. I can't shake the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. And Sarah Michelle Geller will always have my heart. But I will now open the floor to you. I don't know if I need to go into, you know, we kind of already did this. <laughs> right. Uh, I will. My only closing thought, I will say Helen Shivers forever. Mm-hmm. Um. But I fucking completely agree with you. <laughs> I also gave I Know What You Did Last Summer 7.5 threatening letters out of 10. <laughs> I was like, before I started the movie, I was like, this will probably be a 6, a 6.5. Yeah. But watching it and then the conversation we can have around it, uh-huh. it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, how many years later? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's still so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking perfect. And I feel like we've <laughs> identified why it's not perfect, but it will always be fun. Like yeah. all this has taught me is that I'm not going to grow out of this one. No, it's just fun. But John Paul. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I tease you guys about scream a lot. And yeah. you not, do. I, I do. I prefer this movie over Scream only for the fact that this is just a straight, you know what I mean? Uh Teen slasher movie. There's no, you know, like I said, whatever Scream does. Scream does it good, but I mean, it's not for me. Right. But I do enjoy this. (laughs) It's, it's, the story falls apart. Yeah. But you still kind of, all right, I want to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. When I was younger, I like Jennifer Love Hewitt because I thought whatever, you know what I mean? I was a kid, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, seeing it now as an adult <laughs> and you opening my eyes to <laughs> her character. Right. And I, I knew too, I was like, this is going to be a totally different movie now <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, her character sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's like, wow. She's great. She's great. Jennifer no, Love Hewitt is of great. Of course. Julie uh, James yeah, now. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it, it did hurt me. Same thing like you said with the ending. I was like, really? Yeah. I don't know you, dude. Sir, like, is there somebody behind you? Yeah. Are you going to really be like an introducing? Exactly. And I did it with Ray. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. And then Ray. Two killers? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 
The movie's fun. Yes. If you've never seen it, watch it. I will see. I will watch it again. I'm sure in the future. Uh And I'm mad that I did not watch this for at least a decade. I haven't seen this movie. It's been years. Yeah. I want to say possibly for me since childhood. Oh, at least for me since I was a teenager. And I don't know why. I'm uh. I'm throwing this back into the rotation. Oh, yeah. it's fun. It was a blast. And we got to watch the sequel, too. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait till we cover the sequel. <laughs> but on a scale from one to ten threatening letters, you might be surprised. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> gave. I know what you did last summer. 7.5 threatening letters. <laughs> hey, I, like I said, I love the movie, but it did fall apart for me. Yeah. And even, like I said, the cast is great, everything. And I told your sister too, no offense, but the music isn't that great for me in this movie. I love the score when he's coming after Helen. Yeah. Yes. The score there is very strong. There, in other places, I'm man. like, yeah, it's fucking calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We barely know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That that is very fair. I forgot to call out that score in that scene because there's a feeling. The second you see the fireworks, there's this feeling of hope. Yeah, and I feel my no, heart. No, you're positive. She, oh. You're positive she's gonna make no, it. No, I'm yeah. talking about like the music. They oh, use, you mean like, like the soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, oh. no, <laughs> no, no the, the score. The score is fine. I, the the, the song, soundtrack. The song they played at the party at the beginning was really fucking weird to me. I like, but the, the typo, typo negative. Typo negative song. Well, <laughs> that was good. It's typo negative. Yeah, I mean, how can we? Yeah. How can we say anything? Yeah. Different? Um. But yeah, the soundtrack was a bit. Eh, I would. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of hurt me too. But and I just want to say, Scream did have red right hand. Just no, want to put yeah, that out there for so, sure. So if, I mean, if we're comparing films, still. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say is that they are doing. I think it's a James Wan produced. I know what you did last summer TV series on Amazon okay. Prime. What's that now? Yeah, I think it got greenlit and they're ordering it two series. Oh, nice. Now it's going to be a completely different cast, obviously. No, yeah. no bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> and then we find out that Helen was preserved in the gelatin ice. <laughs> Good. And she's fucking fine, you guys. <laughs> the gelatin she's ice. She's fine. And it's about her trying again. <laughs> <laughs> How Helen got her groove back. I'll watch it, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate? I know what you did last summer, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH at Blood and Smoke, and at Real Streeter 84 Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, if you don't want it to haunt you for years to come, keep your eyes on the road. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Windigo Getter patrons. Woo! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Houston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Jacob Tyler, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, and Antonio Huerta. 
Thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you all for all your support, and we hope that you're hooked <laughs> on our content. <laughs> the he, murder weapon. Yeah, he right. killed a lot of people. Right. <laughs> sure thing, boss. <laughs> Helen Shivers forever. Forever. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs>